evening. Welcome to episode 102 of Midnight Resistance. My name is Sean Bell. I'm joined by Christopher Spann. Hello, I've got an 8% bottle of beer with me, so this evening you're going to find out... 8%? That'll fucking kill you! You're going to find out what I really think. I'm also in quite a bad mood for PSN-related reasons and leasehold-related reasons, so um, this could go south very quickly. And Owen Grieve. Hello! (laughs) That's very good, I like that. See, Chris, take some fucking tips from Owen, that's how you do a cheery introduction. Hey, normally that's me. No, it isn't. <laughs> <You've> never... <laughs> I've had the neck of the bottle, mate. I'm gone already. <laughs> uh, I'm still lost without a, an opening bit now. I thought you were say without Andy. What's that? Nope. What's that you say? You've been been cutting corners on the old podcast podcast notes. <laughs> just uh, missing off little sections here and there because you're like, oh, that's not important. That's just that's just Owen fussing over nothing. And then it comes down to it, and you're like, oh, actually, it's quite good having a little. <laughs> says, well, says, on a minute, says on the a man who put his games in two minutes before we started recording. Well, yeah, a that <laughs> b. What did what did we ever have before? What have you been playing? It was always just like a funny hey, like I, intro I, bit. I used to and write you've, little and funny you've not cold openings, up. and then people people never did them. People kept just skipping over them and going, like, "Oh, let's just let's just go straight in." Yeah, let's get let's Real get romantic. right into it. Lads. Like the start of a Call of Duty game. Yeah, in the helicopter. Yeah, people yeah, want yeah. to be eased into a podcast, you know. People want to. No, they don't. They want. Have you seen those videos on YouTube? They just no. start screaming at you. <laughs> <laughs> it's awful. Yeah, That's what episode, people want. Next episode, she's just like, what's up, guys? Yeah, yeah. And then something about buying a mattress. Although not Blue Apron, apparently. They're fucked, apparently. Are they? What's happened to Blue Apron? <laughs> so they floated last, uh, last uh, like a month ago or less than a month ago. Mm-hmm. And like already all their top staff have left. Oh, um, excellent. Yeah, and the, the stock's down 43%. It's a fantastically bad IPO. Um, <laughs> it's really, really good. Well impressed. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'll have been through worse. <laughs> it's always really weird when you get those adverts for Blue Apron, right? Because we've used... Can I um, just ask, what... I mean, is this some podcast thing? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you <laughs> listen to any American podcast, you basically... Any pod- you... Well, any podcast that's good designs on making money. Yeah. Oh, guys, why would I listen to a podcast that's going to make money? <laughs> well, exactly. But... Um, I mean, yeah, got designs on doesn't necessarily mean they are. Let's, uh, let's, yeah. <laughs> let's make that distinction. Um, <coughs> yeah, basically, your main adverts, you'll get them. I mean, Squarespace is still going strong. And then it's there's MeUndies, uh, some company that does fucking mattresses. I can't remember what they're called, so good advertising, guys. And Blue Apron, who are one of these companies where they'll just basically send you boxes of food for money. Um, but rubbish. like, but it's, it's so weird the way all the American shows advertise them. Like, because we've used like Gusto, right, which is our closest version. Well, and then there's another Fresh one, isn't there? There's... As well, we've used yeah, 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 that's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, right, the idea you mean, is, you... like, as as consumers, you've used them. I was thinking, like, I don't yeah. remember this at all. Yeah. Like yeah. Signing <laughs> signing little contracts with people. Did we never send you your just... cut of the 50p <laughs> advertising? Then, yeah, sneaking in all the messaging via yeah. Via is this how you messaging? can afford all that industrial soda producing machinery? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, that's cost me a fortune. We'll get onto that in a bit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so the whole point is you get you know like you, they'll, they'll send you like some recipes and the bits to make the food right and to me it, it was just quite cool because there was an offer on and it just meant i got three meals quite cheap and i got some recipes out of it and that, that was all right but all the adverts you hear from them are like do you not have time to make food properly <laughs> do you mm. not have time to buy things from a shop <laughs> then you sign up to blue apron it's like no i'm 
I'm fine with all those bits. It was just mm. it was just briefly quite cheap, and I got some nice recipes out of it. But they just sort of it's like on the one hand, it's like oh yeah, here's the thing that allows you to cook for yourself, but also if you hate cooking for yourself, it's like no, I enjoy that bit. That's, yeah. that's not, that's it's not possible, Sean, and I know yeah. this is difficult to imagine as a as a straight white are man. You, are you about to tell it's, me I'm not all people, Chris? I, I was going to say it might be that it's just not for you. Um, it, yeah, well, there is that um, hasn't been designed specifically with you in mind. Yeah. Um, Which is I know bullshit, that's difficult, obviously. Um, speaking of me, I've been playing. <laughs> <laughs> I've been playing uh, Rhyme on the PlayStation Four because I got it cheap. Um, because there was for about two minutes today you could get £42 of PlayStation credit for £25 or as Chris got £25 of PlayStation credit for £25 um, It's the worst they, possible outcome that could have happened right? Cause it is because if it had just not worked is, yeah, then the best one is you get £25, £42 worth of credit for £25 yeah. the next best is it just doesn't work the worst one is you basically have bought yourself £25 worth of WH Smith vouchers <laughs> Like you're your own shit uncle. <laughs> yeah, thoughtless gift from me to me. Yeah, that money yeah, uh, that she... money has, has slightly and imperceptibly but noticeably got got less in value. Like Yeah. <laughs> it's it's got me thinking about um so obviously that was a fuck up, but you know like sometimes there'll be like slightly funny deals. Or even if there isn't a deal, so Amazon sell you forty two pounds worth of credit and you pay forty two pounds for it. But obviously, there's got to be a margin in it for Amazon. So presumably, Sony and the devs are missing out there. Well, but the, but what happens when I buy forty-two pounds of credit for twenty-five pounds? That's Amazon losing out, surely, because it's their fuck up. Uh, I think they, so, yeah, because they, they purchased the code from Sony for a set amount already. Yeah, and right here's yeah. a here's a little slice from our non-existent news section. Uh, there's a good <laughs> article on Waypoint recently, I believe. What? Yeah, <laughs> you kidding? Don't it, soul. Um, <laughs> No, Waypoint's all right, isn't it? Isn't it just everything outside of Waypoint that's to do with, like, advice gaming is dead, but Well, Waypoint no, Waypoint UK is dead, isn't it? Oh, right. That's Sorry, yeah, that's right, yeah. Certainly all the staff went, so... Yeah, all one of them. Well... Carry on, Owen, sorry. There was a good article on Waypoint recently, <laughs> I believe. About... <laughs> sorry. Go on. There was a good article on Waypoint recently. <laughs> <laughs> about uh i think it was waypoint it might have been polygon thus uh, ruining, <laughs> ruining the joke anyway <laughs> certainly not uh it was it was about the the economics of running a games shop oh yeah right? okay um so uh, i actually i actually read through that because it was all it was written words which is my bag <laughs> uh unlike youtube and podcasts it seems um <laughs> And yeah, there was a there was a section where they were saying that those like uh, PSN voucher cards and stuff, they basically buy them for like one or two dollars less than the face value. Oh shit! So, so there's, just there's, basically there's no like next to no margin on it whatsoever. Um, yeah. So yeah, like by buying a forty two pound PSN credit card off Amazon for twenty five pound due to an administrative error, you're basically mm. ripping off Amazon for. Well, I know, that will like serve quid the cunt's right for not paying tax, won't it? Yep. Yeah, I'm sure they'll learn that lesson. <laughs> yeah, we've we've fixed that problem. Yeah, <laughs> we're yeah. paying all of our tax me, in me the too, form of PSN credit. <laughs> <laughs> me too. I paid an amount of money and got exactly that back in fucking fun bucks. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I got that. 
money in and it turns out there's like a number of sale you know there's like basically always a sale on psn yeah there well, seems to be yeah. so- there's just um, a group of stuff that's discounted this month in it really yeah um so now so at the moment there's like a summer sale and then a digital only sale there was a big um, in japan sale the other week i'm gonna, I'm gonna have to have a look now because i'm gonna have to spend 25 pounds on something so. <laughs> Okay, Which is great because you've just a... bought Pio and you could have just yeah never mind. I'm yeah, in a position to clarify can... that this thing was on Polygon. Uh, okay. <laughs> After all that, <laughs> what? <Right>. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, basically yeah the the digital only um, sale like if I didn't already have half the games in it that's a fucking blinder. There's like oh, look so at this. Much, Grand Theft so Auto goods. 5 is uh, yeah. on sale at the moment. Take that, computer game show question askers. You fucking <laughs> idiots. Why Wait, is what? it never on sale? On the computer oh, game show. Oh, that's right, yeah. Someone said about it, yeah, holding its value. Yeah. The thing about Grand Theft Auto 5 is that usually when it's on sale, they bundle it with a big in-game Four, currency card. So 40 it, quid's worth of currency, yeah. Mm. Yeah, so it costs... Like, they charge the same price for the bundle, but essentially you're... It's what you call uh, value-enhanced uh, sale. It uh, basically costs the same price as the original thing, but you just get a bit more extra stuff with it. Yeah, yeah. Stuff which actually costs them nothing to produce. Just a uh, yes, that's yeah. correct. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Have the digital sale, basically, there's, like, there's, fucking, there's The Witness, Stardew Valley, Abzu, Inside, Overcooked, Cluster Truck, loads of other stuff, and it's all about six quid each, so... Fucking hell, if I didn't already have half of them, that credit would have gone a long way. Um, I might buy Shadow of Mordor again. <laughs> uh, so I bought Rhyme, because I've been meaning to... I mean, I, I was waiting for the Switch version, but given there's just absolutely no sign of it, and it's probably going to be 35 quid, I got Rhyme for £18 on the PlayStation instead. What's um, Rhyme, Sean? Rhyme is a game where you play an exceptionally athletic young man um, climbing on things and solving puzzles. Um, and Ooh. it looks nice. So uh, that's that. <laughs> Good. No, I, you, feel, it, I feel like we've really covered that. Like, we've really got into the, the heart of that. Well, as I've why, recently why learned, do people we want not win the GMA? <laughs> <laughs> How is it that they keep overlooking us year after year? Keep getting snubbed. By the establishment. Well, we got that one nomination, and then that was it. That was we basically should have just been happy with that. I think yeah. the, somehow uh, somehow slipped through the net. Yeah, it was like, look, you consider yourselves lucky that we let you eat the crumbs off our table on this one occasion, <laughs> and that's that's it. Go away. Um, yeah, so Ryan, you basically like brushing a big pile of crumbs intermixed <laughs> with like bright orange condoms uh, and a bit of coke. <laughs> <laughs> um I've only played about forty minutes of it, but it does seem really nice. Like it's just it's just really pleasant. Um looks beautiful, soundtrack's amazing, controls I I'm sure I'd seen people complaining about the controls, but they seem absolutely fine. It hasn't annoyed me at any point, which is what was you that, want. Was that you uh seeing your reflection in a loading screen? Possibly. <laughs> it does do um it does a weird thing like the start of the game. Like, it shows you, like, a load of stars in the sky, and you're kind of looking at it like, right, now what? And then it, like, slowly fades in a prompt to press the X button. You know, as as if to say, like, you should have figured this out, but now we're having to tell you. <laughs> and But it doesn't, like, but it doesn't do anything cool. It just starts the cutscene that starts the game. And, like, you know, the camera just pans down and stuff happens. Pyre's got a weird one of those as well. We'll get to that. Okay. Um, and I've just, I've always, like, it, it's one of my pet peeves with a lot of Assassin's Creed games in that they'll do 
what they seem to think are quick time events but it's like basically the cutscene just goes and like slows down to a complete stop and it's like press y press y pre- pre- okay pressed it and it carries on it's like that's just unpausing a cutscene that's not a, <laughs> that's that not odd. an interesting interaction um so it reminded me a little bit of that but um no basically seems really nice um the puzzles haven't been too taxing like i said i'm right at the start um and I am quite thick, so that will probably change. Um, it does, like, it's got, like, um, there's one bit where there's, like, a mural on the wall. Like, you, you meet this little fox friend, and he's, like, running running around, and you're following him and doing puzzles and stuff. And there's, like, this massive tower in the center of the island. And then at one point, yeah, there's this big mural on a wall which shows, like, the bridge leading to the tower with the fox on it. And then a little stick man walking behind him. And it's like, whoa, whoa, guys. What's what does this mean? <laughs> What's this cryptic message? Um, also, you activate things by like singing and shouting at them. So someone's played Journey. Um, so yeah, it's easy to take the piss out of stuff like that, I guess. But I am finding it entirely pleasant. So good so far. Um, played a shitload of Splatoon Two. I have talked about this to death on the computer game show. Um, the long and short of it is, it's fucking great um but they've sort of messed up the online stuff again have they <laughs> yeah um right in the, hang on. I mean, before this before this goes off like yeah, yeah yeah how would we gauge what's what's the the depth of elaboration that we need to go into with the you know <laughs> nintendo have made a good game and the online mm. infrastructure is very bad <laughs> How much of that needs explaining? Now, continue, <laughs> please. Use your own judgment. It's not like I, said, I was only going to do it briefly anyway. Basically, yeah, you know, once again, they've created this game that's very deep and would reward actual team coordination and planning and a bit of on-the-fly strategies and reacting to what people are doing and what's going on, a la Overwatch. Um, but you can't... Like, basically, you pick your gear and then you go into a game and you can't switch anything like as soon as you press the hello i would like to play against someone button your equipment is locked in so you might get in a match where everyone's using the same weapon and it just doesn't work um you can't do voice chat with strangers which is that i can live with because i don't want to talk to strangers they're all twats um (laughs) yeah but i can see why people would at least want the option and i I get it because you know this is nintendo not wanting um pedophiles to use their services um for nefarious things because that's happened before um but you can't like the only way to play with your mates against other people like to definitely be on a team with your friends and coordinate what you're doing and take on the world is to play in league battle which to unlock that you have to get your character up to rank 10 and then once you got to rank 10 you have to play in ranked mode and then you have to get to like a certain rank in one of those which is a fucking nightmare because you're still playing with strangers um and some of them might be shit and you just can't talk to them or do anything if you're losing you just that's it you just have to take that on the chin and basically if you lose consistently then you start losing rank as well it's not just a case of you know you just keep filling up a bar and then that's it i mean Um, i've been thinking about this right because obviously if Nintendo do want it to be an eSport, in many ways that's it completely fucked yeah. by the fact that you've got to spend fucking weeks getting to the point where you can start playing it as an eSport. Yeah. But at the same time, for the people who do get there, I like the ideas of them being, like, vets. 
and they're like they've served their time in the in the yeah. uh, <laughs> you know what I mean but, like like, like but... in Necromunda when you end up with some champion and he served his time in the Underhive and he's got <laughs> mm. all scars and shit and like they remember their time in rando battles and stuff I mean it's still <laughs> I, shit I just I it just, is I just, shit I just... it's just like because you know I I understand people saying like okay so they've 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 taken this approach of like absolute fairness like you, they don't want groups of friends playing against you know random stragglers because that is not fair and i get that um my personal take on that is that i will put up with that for the ability to be able to play my friends sometimes that's bollocks anyway because if you end up Mm. on a team with a load of people who are really shit Mm. like that's that fucked regardless like yeah yeah exactly so yeah i i I understand the approach they've taken i just don't think it works when, um, when when we're playing Titanfall, right? Yeah. The fact that you can speak to me doesn't really impart any real benefit. Like I'm yeah, still true. not very good at Titanfall. <laughs> uh. True. Um, sorry, no, that, that came out wrong. You, <laughs> no, it's you fine. Aren't, no. You, you aren't that bad at Titanfall, Chris. It's fine. Um, it's, you say what you think, mate. That's fine. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's that's just why a shame. it's important to be able to talk to you so people can give you reassurance during the match and encourage you on. <laughs> You're like, oh, that it's fine. Bad. It's okay if no one talks to me, but it just means that you end up feeling really sad. Yeah, <laughs> and, in, and in Destiny, all you get is silence followed by Sean going, "Fucking stab you in the neck, mate! I'm the king." And, <laughs> and it's like you know, a lot of people, um, you know, playing Splatoon two, and be just like, "Yeah, but you know, I'm quite happy with it just being a casual thing." You say that now. Wait until you're trying to rank up in ranked mode, or you're trying to rank up. Like each weapon has a rank. And you get that to rank 10. And it's the same system. It levels up, but it can also drop if you lose matches. Um, and yeah, and then if you get it to 10, you get like a massive experience point bonus. So if you start trying to do that, that becomes infuriating as well. Because every because suddenly the losses matter and, and like actively set you back. Um, so that can be infuriating. And it's just, and it's weird seeing people defend this because, you know, like, oh, yeah, but you know, but the rest of the game's brilliant. It's like, yes, it's, it deserves better that's the problem like you should want this stuff to be fixed so that people can play it properly and actually engage with the more complicated stuff like it mm. like find sticker you know a, a lone wolves mode in it so that people can just fanny about on that and just play on their own and it doesn't really matter if they win or lose that's fine mm. point is you can you can have multiple options for this stuff it doesn't doesn't have to be one approach or well done you spent 40 hours on it now you can have the proper mode i was fascinated um, to find out that the multiplayer there are three multiplayer modes which is mm. like everyone barrels in whatever yeah um lounge which is just you and your mates uh, with voice chat mm-hmm. and private which is the same but without the voice chat. Yep. <laughs> Which seems redundant, but obviously that would be useful um, if you well, had like seven when? mates on. If you had seven mates online and you just wanted a private match, but you didn't want to use the fucking dreadful Nintendo Switch well, online then you don't app. Use it. No, but that's the point. If, but in the the lounge mode, you would have to use the app. If you get me. Whereas private mode allows you to have a private battle without oh, the app. sorry. I've done that thing where I've assumed a level of competency. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't do that. So, yeah, so th- this was the other thing. Um, so the app's terrible, obviously. You, everyone knows that. Um, but, yeah, sort of before the app came out, those of us who had review copies assumed that when the app did come out, that would enable, like, you partying up with your friends and then going into any particular game mode. Fucking doesn't. It's just private matches. You fools. Which is embarrassing. Um do you know they've not even there's not been like a single patch for the app 
since it came out, which either means they're not doing anything to it ever. Like, they're no, like, no, it's Don't finished. Like, what you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or what I'm hoping is the answer is they're like, guys, we have totally fucked this. Like, let, there's no point even, like, we can't just put a Band-Aid on this. We need to really go back and rethink it. Um, but it's Nintendo, so it's probably probably the former, isn't it? Yeah, from probably. what I've heard, uh, the Splatoon guys are like, no, this is how it's supposed to be. Like, yeah. it's not like the arms guys who are like, well, we're going to listen to what people say and we're going to change mm. things admit when we screwed up. It's yeah. just them going, nope, this is it. Yeah. Right. Splatoon is, yeah. I gather, extremely mm. popular in Japan. Yeah. Uh, and that makes me think that they're going to be like, you know, they're going to everywhere they're going to be walking down the street and things like this, and everyone's going to be like, oh, yeah, Splatoon's really good, I really like it. And that's going to be like, oh, good, we've done a good job, that's that. Mm. And, like... If they changed it in such a way that Western players would enjoy it, maybe that would be stuff that the Japanese audience don't want. Like, think of Monster Hunter, right? There's mm-hmm. loads of stuff that's basically just wrong with Monster Hunter, right? Yeah. Hence why everyone's really excited about Monster Hunter Worlds. However, it's really popular, so it just never changes. That's a thing in Japan, isn't it? I th- it might have been you that emailed about this ages ago, Owen, on the in the Dark Zero days before you were actually on the show. Isn't there There's like a specific term for this sort of... This approach that, like, well, it worked last time, so yes. there's like a real fear of changing things. It's capitalism. Is it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was it. Someone, someone did write a thing about that, didn't they? Yeah. There was a, I remember this. There was a thing about Japanese game dev where they were like the the, the winning formula. Like, what was successful about this game? Everything or something. What was the yeah. secret ingredient? Everything. Yeah. And it's like we can't <laughs> afford to change any single one thing just in case it goes wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. That wasn't yeah. me, but okay. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, so yeah, but all that being said, is fucking great. Uh, Salmon Run, the new mode, which is your sort of cooperative wave-based thing, which is something I thought I'd had enough of. Um, no, it's really good. Um, that does look good. I watched is, mm. you playing with the computer game show guys the other day, oh, yeah, yeah. and that looks like a laugh. Yeah, it's very good. Um, just this sort of constant, very light. Like tactically, it's very light, but it's just it's just incredibly hectic and it involves a lot of shouting and screaming at each other in a good way, um, and running around helping people out, doing little runs, grabbing. You shoot these bosses and they drop these eggs, which you can see little baby fish in them, and it makes me feel weird about stealing them. Um, and yeah, st- defeating the bosses, grabbing the eggs. But like, if you leave the eggs to one side, then enemy fish will just like grab them and take them back into the sea. So like, you know, if you're sort of limited in terms of manpower, it might be like you know one player has to say, right, I'll guard these. You guys run them back and forth to the basket. Um, that's that's really good, um, and it throws in sort of weird random events. Stay tuned for Sean's "How Splatoon Two Made Me a Vegan" article. Uh. You cut out just as you did the punchline there, Chris. Oh, I'm going no. to assume that was funny. It was brilliant. If you're listening at home, I wasn't being rude. The, 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 <laughs> the worst bit it. was I said yeah. it and there was yeah. silence. Yeah. And I was like, I don't think I've misjudged it that much. <laughs> like the, the silence felt like it was it was crushing. Like I'm going, <laughs> oh no, like what's, what's, what's happened? Uh, in defense of the app as well. Um, Oh, go on. The actual, right. the actual Splatoon specific stuff is wicked. Um, like, I don't know if I'll get much actual use out of like checking my stats <laughs> and what gear and uh, you know people use and stuff. Because like, the whole idea is that like you can look at it and be like, "Hang on, this guy killed me like ten times. What what was he up to?" Um, and you can have a look at what what gear they used and what abilities they had and 
and, you know, figure uh, a out. Of, a lot of shooting games just put that on the screen, don't they? They in do. The game. Yeah. But, uh, not, that, that's one answer, is. isn't it? That doesn't require an app. Uh, well, hang on. I mean, most games don't let you do that, like, historically, do they? Well, no, but, like, if some guy's killed you ten times, you'll see mm. him every time he kills you, and it'll say he shot you with a machine gun, and you'll go, oh, he was using the machine gun. Oh, it, it tells you what weapon they were using. It's just more in terms of, like, clothes and abilities and stuff. Um, it, it might be useful to look that stuff up, I guess. The main best thing about it is that it has um, special gear on it that you can buy, and I've been really enjoyed doing that. Like, every two hours, something new goes up, and I've been checking it like an idiot and ordering things and then buying them in the game. And it's, again, it's obviously, it's just this, like, bullshit abstraction like why isn't why is that not just in the game but there's just mm. something quite fun about like ordering it on your phone and then picking it up in the game not to enormously belabor the point but i'm going to okay um because i've overthought it imagine that right. um so, you know when we play overwatch yeah and it's really obvious how you've been killed yeah yeah um have you ever at any point ever in your entire life gone how did that guy kill me on the 24th of march <laughs> um would that has have you ever been at a point where I was like, I wish there was a historical record of how somebody killed me? I mean, I'm trying to think. Yeah, because I remember. Um, I mean, this was different, and it's something that Splatoon app doesn't actually do. I remember finding <laughs> like the um, uh, was it Halo Three where you could go on Bungie.net and look at your heat maps. Um, okay, and that was really useful because you could see like where you were dying the most, and you could actually look back and be like, right, hang on. I died 10 times when I was just standing around in this area here, so I'm just going to not do that anymore. Um, so that was quite useful, but yes, between two, doesn't do that. But you can order clothes through it, Chris. You mi- did you miss that's, that bit? That, that, that's fine. Yeah. Um, it's, it just feels like reaching a bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I'd say it's, yeah, it's, it, it's just quite fun, but it is still essentially bollocks. It's that thing. That would be great, a great little add-on if the bit, the main thing it was there for, or the, mm. the main thing that people wanted from it. Yeah. Because I'm starting to think that yeah. basically the the reason it is there mm. and what people want from it are different things. Um, yeah. um, but yeah, if, if it did the thing it was supposed to do well, yeah. and that was a nice little add-on, then fine. But it feels like yeah. they've gone, we can tell people what their win ratio was in 1997, uh, yeah. as, as, a, <laughs> as opposed to going, they can't talk to each other though. <laughs> <laughs> They're yeah, going to pay um, £20 a month for this. I mean, I mentioned this on the computer game show as well, but it's quite telling as well. So obviously this app came out and people were like, oh, right, shit. So, you know, we can just open a party in it and we can maybe use it with ARMS or Mario Kart or all the other online Switch games. (laughs) But yeah, there's like, when you open it, there's like a little thing, which is like, how do I make a party? And you go on that and it's like, so on Splatoon 2... (laughs) Do you go to this menu and do yeah. this, that, and the other? I mean, like that all... pretty much guarantees no third party support ever. Well, yeah, that's the other issue. Like, almost deliberately so, it feels yeah. like. Uh, but the long and short of it is everyone's using Discord instead. So, But Splatoon 2 is very good. I just wish none of this shit was hanging around it. Mm. It is a shame. Uh, other than that, Destiny 2 beta. But I'll let one of you carefully segue into that if you like i don't think i've got much to say about it to be honest i mean it's a t-shirt uh (laughs) yeah as the official destiny t-shirt haver uh (laughs) i will handle this 
uh, yeah, Destiny 2, the, the beta came out, and uh, they were like, yeah, it's a beta test, and it's going to have a story bit, and there's going to be a strike, and there's going to be a bit of bit of PvP in the old Crucible, uh, and then it came out, and everyone played it, and it was a bit like Destiny, but with a couple of new bits, and there was a bit of story, and a strike, and a couple of PvP bits, and everything was a slightly higher quality than Destiny 1, and everyone got really angry. <laughs> It wasn't good enough, well, apparently. So- <laughs> uh, I, I see what you're baffling. doing, but I'm just, I will, like, I get it to an extent because, like, just because the beta for the first Destiny was The, the beta ludicrous. for Destiny 1, three yeah. years ago, was yeah. much more comprehensive. Yeah. Now, so, so three I, like, years I know later, what you mean. Like if, having if- had three <laughs> years in which to get used to the whole infrastructure and figure the game out... Mm. They presented mm. a much smaller beta test because they were just saying, look, here's, here's some of the new stuff. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, by comparison, it's much less stuff that you're getting as a sort of free sneak preview of the actual game that's going to be out in a few months. Uh, I, I, like, one of the things, like, one of the many aspects of all this business that I find odd is why anyone would care about the beta test in particular. You know what mm. I mean? Like... Mm nothing you do is going to make any kind of impact on the actual game. You've got this massive odd. game that's coming out in a couple of months' time that you're going to be playing for like a couple of months or like three years in some of our cases. <laughs> uh, and everyone's like, uh, uh, like I'm really annoyed because the bread that they set out before the meal was a bit dry or something like this. I'm like, <laughs> I don't, don't give a single shit about that. <laughs> Don't yeah, because I, 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 I just see people kicking it. off. People like are people... entitled to be <laughs> unhappy about things. Personally, I just don't get it. Yeah, because I, I did see people being like, oh, apparently nothing carries over into the full game. It's like, well, hang on, that was never on the table. Like, that yeah. wasn't... That wasn't in the you know the superior beta for the first game. That was you know because in the first game they didn't they just they did a thing where basically you leveled up really quickly so you just got to like level ten in an hour and and mm. it was like kind of fun. Um, whereas in I mean in this there was no progression whatsoever. But yeah, the the idea that anything was going to carry over into the full game was nonsense. Um, but yeah, and as you say, if if people actually just looked at what they repeatedly like what Bungie repeatedly said would be in the beta, that is what was there and it was fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Right, so as for what was in the beta, um, uh, I don't know, like, I don't know, stop, stop questioning me, stop, <laughs> end this, this hostile interrogation, alright? Uh, like, it's like Destiny, but with some user experience improvements. Mm. That's pretty much it, in a nutshell. I, as the person on this podcast, least enthused by the first Destiny... Um, I'm probably the happiest with the what I played in the beta. Yeah. Like I was really, really happy to to be playing it again, mm. and I had loads of fun. I think like the the one strike that they've added feels a little bit more raidy, but not like not like some of the bits of the raid that are a bit bullshit or like mm. approaching a bit bullshit. Like it's quite difficult, and there's a system to work out, and you probably won't do it first time. Um, and that's good. It's really, really good. Mm. Yeah, it's basically it's. Taken King style strikes, isn't it? Which is what I, we wanted. Because you know, I, I mean, yeah, you never saw pre Taken King, did you? Um, well, I mean, I've I've played you know a lot of strikes, so I'm, yeah. I'm aware of them. But I, I think well, even all the Taken Kings, yeah, pre Taken King. <laughs> I think even Taken King quality, it's a little bit better than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like it's like one of the most 
interesting boss fights in all of Destiny 1 is probably the, what's the, you know, Ornstein and Smaug. Uh Oh, yeah. However, so it's you're fighting these two bosses. This is for people who, you know, don't understand my funny Dark Souls joke and haven't played Destiny. Um, it's You've got to kill these two bosses, except you fight them one at a time initially, and then there's like, you know, you fight one of them, and then when you do enough damage, he goes away, and then the second guy comes out, and then you fight him, and then once you've done some damage, he goes away, and then they both come out together, and you've got to fight them together, and then when you kill one of them, the other one picks up a bit of equipment from the first one and becomes a kind of super version, combining both their skills, and he's a bit tougher than you would think, kind of thing. Um, but that like that whole thing of having to you know, deal with both of them and all this kind of jazz uh, just made it a bit more interesting than... Like, all the bosses in Vanilla Destiny were basically just big versions of the normal enemies that had a million hit points. Yeah. And all you were doing were just, like, joylessly jumping out from behind cover and then pouring bullets into them for half an hour until they died. Uh, Destiny... Yeah, like, the Taken King added a few bits like that where there was some sort of little like quirks and yeah. mechanics and stuff behind the boss fights. Um and yeah, the the one boss fight that we've seen so far in Destiny 2 just kind of continues in that vein. It's quite interesting. Mm. Uh the the thing I liked best about the strike was uh there seems to be a section where you basically like like you seem to leave the public area. Okay, again, for people who don't play Destiny, uh each planet has a sort of large public zone which is made up of uh, different sort of areas, and as you travel between these large areas, you're kind of moving between, uh, like, like lobbies, basically. Mm. So if you're traveling as a party, then you'll all kind of stick together as you move between zones, but if you're playing as an individual, you might find people kind of disappearing and things like this when they move across a zone transition into a different area. Um, but it's all kind of, you're in this kind of shared like world, and You'll be halfway through a mission, and then suddenly there'll be like other people who are doing a completely different mission who are kind of crossing your path, and you're all just kind of shooting these enemies as you kind of move past each other, and then you go your separate ways and carry on with your individual things. Mm. Um, uh, the the strike in the Destiny 2 beta, you seemed to leave the public area quite noticeably about halfway through. Yeah. It's the feeling I got. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, but... Once you, I think it's it's the area where you let's think you you kind of go through a jump pad. That was it. It was when you go on the drill or something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, it might have been before that. Anyway, uh, there's like the section where there's like a big open battlefield area, and then you kill a bunch of guys and then jump onto the giant drill, uh, and then uh, there's the yeah the bit with the giant where you've got to go around the big mining site and the big. Like oh, yeah, suddenly everything's things all, are spinning around. Everything's all like blasted and fucked, whereas previously it's really yeah, nice. it like yeah, yeah. it goes from everything being kind of like solid stone and stuff to being like smashed up earth, yeah, yeah. Uh, and mud everywhere. And then mm-hmm. there's this giant sort of drill which is like carving out huge sections of rock, and you're in a kind of mm. open cast mine. Mm. Um, uh, all of that stuff, like that was the point where it started to just feel like a very different design from Destiny One because it was all mm. it was all stuff that was like specifically for that strike and things like this and it had some like weird little mechanics like having to dodge the big drill arms or be instantly killed yeah uh that's quite fun yeah destiny Uh, 2 quite fun (laughs) (laughs) i mean yeah like um i understand what chris is saying like because for me destiny sort of it's like the you know gaming equivalent of an old pair of trainers isn't it it's 
not necessarily the best it's just there's a comfort in going back to it um yeah i think like like my my kind of my my stance towards destiny 2 is basically exactly the same as destiny 1 where mm-hmm. i'm going to i'll buy it uh i'll get a digital copy on my console and then anytime i feel like shooting a virtual laser at someone i'll just load it up and do that for a bit mm. uh and it's like it there's just... a, it sounds like a criticism but there's a lot to be said for having a game to put on when you don't know what to play like it's it's just, it's, it's candy crush you know that's yeah. all it is it's just I'm, <laughs> i go on i you know i've got a shotgun that like like tears chunks out of planets and things like this it's like insane uh i just go on shoot things and then a number goes up mm. at least it used to <laughs> Uh, i'm looking forward to seeing a number go up again in the future that's what i'm really paying for yeah in the same ui yeah and the worst (laughs) bit is it's a number you'll have seen go up to another number that you've seen before as well yeah you're just trying to get the number back up to the number that the other number was after you made that go uh, like watching like old videotapes of like your kids growing up and things like this (laughs) i was sort of hoping it might like like the light values like it'd be like you know like one of those clicker games where you sort of mm. after a while it's like okay you've reached like a thousand but now you need 10 million and i was hoping it would sort of do that and it becomes like a dragon ball z style escalation with every destiny game it's like yeah no, everyone's because... 300 light now but now you can get up to a thousand <laughs> there's a there's like that's, that's one of the big things with destiny 2's story uh yeah that's me talking about the story of a destiny game Whoa. um <laughs> Like they they do the whole that like the the story mission in the beta was essentially the same bit of story that they just like revealed at E three right yeah where it's just the the cabal attack Earth and they put some kind of giant space yoke uh, <laughs> not in the egg sense in the horse sense uh, <laughs> on the traveler and like capture his light which is supposed to, like, drain all of the light from the Guardians and stuff, so they can't use mm. all their, like, super abilities and stuff. Apparently Except can't even clearly, walk. the entire game is about you using all these, like, super abilities and stuff like this. So, like, yeah. unless they reveal that they've, you know, got a load of, like, canned light that they've been <laughs> saving up and everyone just starts, like, chugging down, like, fistfuls of the stuff. Like, it just doesn't seem to make any sense whatsoever, you know? Yeah, like... like if, what's the it, point of having a light stat when yeah. your enemies are supposed to shut off your access to light? Unless yeah. it just stays... It'd be like a good Metroid-type thing, right? Where, like, you start the game and you're running around and then at the end of that first story mission bit it says, oh, like, your light level goes, like, and, like, drops yeah. to zero and just remains there for the rest of the game. And just the no numbers go up. <laughs> Well, yeah, like it would have made sense as an ex, you know, like a a story excuse to have you start again with like new abilities and stuff, right? Because it'd be mm. like, ah, but you're not using the traveler's light anymore; you're using something else, and that's why the rules have been completely rewritten. But as it happens, the rules seem to be basically the same. Um, like mm. the, I remember seeing, you know, when they revealed it, they're like, ah, oh, yeah, you know, we will, we want to really explore what it means for the Guardians to have lost their connection to the light. It's like, well, apparently very little, because, yeah. <laughs> because most of what they do is exactly the same. Um, the way that all your subclass abilities work seems a bit more tricksy now, doesn't it? It seems like there's like a like a sort of active relationship, like one ability helps the recharge the next one, which helps recharge the next one if yeah, used in a certain way. Actually, and... actually a reason to play as a different class now. Yeah. Um, so that, that was cool. Uh, I mean, the... 
I was really excited because I play as a hunter and I was really excited about getting that dodge roll ability and um, because I was used to wear, I can never remember the name of it, but the exotic helmet yeah, that, that had helmet. all the purple gas. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and you could basically do like pretty much, you could do like three of those dodges in relatively quick succession and then there was like a, you know, a cooldown of about, I don't know, 10 seconds or something, if that. This one, oh yeah, so yeah, so yeah, and this, the whole thing with this one is each class gets like a special ability with the hunter. It's that they get the dodge roll. I was like, all right, wicked, because I used to use it all the time, but now I won't have to equip the special helmet to do it. But you use it once, and then there's a cooldown of like what two minutes or something. <laughs> but you'll like all, right. All of the cooldowns seemed mm. really long. Yeah, but I'm like I'm gonna live on the assumption that you'll be able to speed them up a lot once you actually play the game properly. That was, like, yeah, that was my assumption. Like, I think, um, like, you, the normal kind of grenade cooldown in Destiny 1 is about one minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't have any, like, items equipped, that'll speed it up. Yeah. But once you've got, a like, a full set of leveled-up armor and stuff on, you'll probably have it down to about 20 seconds. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, the stuff, the equipment that you had in on your, like, all of the characters in the beta were all, like, pre-generated and had yeah. preset equipment and things. And the equipment they were given just didn't seem very exciting. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and that's not really criticism. It's just, like, you had a bunch of, like, really basic things and you were just running around and shooting stuff and it wasn't it wasn't going into depth with like weird perks yeah uh although there was I don't know, right the like the my one sort of interesting experience was uh i was playing a lot more as a titan mm-hmm. uh, titans are I, good now yeah exactly <laughs> like we've we've always kind of it's always been a thing where titans seem to have had i mean i'm saying it's always been a thing but there's going to be like a load of destiny nerds going like that was never a thing <laughs> You are completely <laughs> off the meta. I don't care. Uh, Tynes have always been a bit rubbish uh, up until the the hammer guys who yeah. were like incredibly powerful. Yeah. Um. But the like the striker and the what do you call it? Sentinel. The Sentinel bubble boy, as I will call him. Uh, like they're not like they're they're tough. I guess like they're meant to have good defensive stats or something, but they're both sort of surprisingly poor on attack a lot of the time. Mm. Uh, especially the Sentinel, because his ability is making a shield and just kind of hiding in it. That, that, the... that bollocks. His, his ability is making a shield and then hitting people with it. No, but in <laughs> Destiny 1... Oh, right. You just, oh, no, you, the, I, oh you, yeah, you void... Sorry, void I, should, I should clarify. The Bubble Boy, his ability mm. is to spit out a bubble, and then he just kind of hides in it, and yeah, like, shit, yeah. everyone gets mm. inside. It's like, come on, guys, let's just stay inside. Uh, I'm fairly sure half the time you can't even shoot through it, right? You've got to nope, you can't you've got to step it. outside in order to shoot the enemies and then step yeah. back inside. It's absolutely crazy. Um, yeah, uh, like the the striker was is good if you're punching people. You know what I mean? Like but his in the situation, was worthless. Yeah, like mm. in the situations, in the instant that you're using fist of havoc, you're really good. But that lasts about half a second, and then it's done. Mm. Uh, and like the the new Titan classes, like the the way they've redone the Striker, so you can like you know, Fist of Havoc. You use Fist of Havoc, and then you go into a sort of super mode, and then you can keep reusing it like five or six times, or you can do a kind of like lightning fast shoulder barge, instant kill thing, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's all really good. Um, but they've just made them a lot more shooty, basically. Yeah. Uh, so the like the Titan's class ability lets him put down a little uh, like deployable barrier. 
which if he when you duck down behind it it reloads all of your guns instantly or at least the one i was using there's okay. there's like different options that you can choose between mm. um and the you were given an exotic yeah during the story mission which i suspect isn't going to be a feature of the main game yeah uh, I think that's just to sort of give them something cool so they can all talk about it in the in the beta mm-hmm. test thing. Um, but yeah, you got this given this uh, exotic auto rifle that looked like a like a minigun, which fired faster the longer you held down the trigger mm-hmm. and became more accurate and things like this. Yeah. Um, so and yeah, it, like it had like a really big clip. It was like ninety nine bullets. Also, it also it automatically reloaded any ammo that you picked up. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Um, but you could like you could put down your barrier and then like jump up and start firing your minigun, and it would go like <laughs> start firing loads of bullets. Uh, and then as soon as you ran out of ammo, just quickly release the stand up button uh, to sort of duck back down. Whatever, what is it? L like the aim button, iron sights. Yeah. Release that, and you duck down instantly. Reload. Uh, press it again almost as soon as you've released it and then you'll jump back up and then you can like keep shooting without <clears throat> losing any speed yep right um so you could just unload like you could fire off all like 320 odd bullets that you had in your backpack uh within like just a few seconds basically like yep and if you were using the other the other barrier which is just like a full size barrier um mm. you can just play really defensively and just start being the tank that titans were always kind of sold as mm. yeah um because in, in a slightly different way because it just means you become a distraction you just put up your shield and hide behind it because you can't shoot through it again so you just yeah. kind of stand in a corner and you're like i'm over here and then leave like the, the everyone else to do the damage i like uh, that you could so like, you could use it for putting it down in a corridor and then running away a bit like it's a bit like the ice wall in overwatch yeah or blocking blocking lanes or what there's there's a couple of corridors mm. in the strike which are basically, it, it almost feels like they're designed to demonstrate the fucking Titans barriers, because um, <laughs> there's like there's there's corridors within them, there's lanes within them, and you can just completely block some of them off and then start flanking. It's great. Mm. So yeah, it's uh, pretty yeah. good. <laughs> it's all right. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about it now. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to it. As I've said, just I'm looking forward to having a game again where most evenings I can turn on a con a console and oh look, there's all my mates. I will join them. It's been a while. Well, in fact, it's been since we all sort of left Destiny. Just after Rise of Iron. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that time when we left Destiny. <laughs> Obviously uh, yeah, you um... didn't. You've been keeping <laughs> um... the home fires burning, Owen. That's... <laughs> um, I'm, I'm reasonably excited about Destiny 2. Yeah. Uh, it's it, it's a marathon, not a sprint. <laughs> I didn't think it was... I'm trying to conserve uh... my energy. <laughs> I need to remain enthusiastic over a period of six months. <laughs> I do think it was a little bit cruel that a couple of our friends have just suddenly started playing Destiny again about a month after you got the t-shirt. I'm, after I about a month them. of you. I've started again. I'm with <laughs> Have you been? <laughs> that was me and uh, Bamberger and Rowan playing last yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it was all right, but like now that I've... Like, given that um, all my characters are like 400 lights and i've got all like well, there was one point they were saying we're about to do a boss and bamberger was saying like oh don't forget to pop off your three of coins and i'm like there's no point i've I've literally got every exotic outside of the raids uh, there's nothing left for me to do <laughs> like, i've got 20 something three of coins uh which i bought recently but uh, like i've got no use for them at all like <laughs> worthless Right. So we're excited uh, yeah, I'm about gonna, it. I'm going to move this on. The next thing I've been playing mm. is mm. Diablo 3. Oh, yeah. Um, long-time listeners uh, who 
listen to the words I say and have memories may recall me saying that I'm trying not to play really tedious, grindy, loot-fest-type games this year, because after <laughs> Destiny took up so much of my time. Um, I've bought Diablo 3, <laughs> mainly on the back <laughs> of uh, people going on about how good it is in multiplayer. Mm-hmm. And I just, like, I'm I'm just really up for some, like, couch co-op gaming and stuff like this. Like, it's a thing that I enjoy a lot, and I thought Diablo 3 sounds like just the kind of thing I enjoy, uh, except, like... I'm not often in a position to actually play couch co-op games, but I'm like, I'd mm-hmm. like that. I'd like to have that in my pile of games, ready yeah. to bust out and play and stuff uh, when the opportunity arises. Uh, so I bought it, and then out of curiosity, I played it a bit. Um, I went through the starting stuff, uh, like went through, ran through the first town, did a little quest, killed a little sub boss. Went back to the town, had my first little, you know, congratulations, now you should go around and talk to everyone and, like, identify your magic items and do all the stuff. Uh, And then switched it off and uh, deleted my character and (laughs) put the disc away not to get it out again until I've got some people to play with. That's my plan. Nice. Diablo 3. It's got drops. But the one, <laughs> the one thing that caught my interest was that after playing for about twenty-five minutes, I didn't feel like I'd picked up many items. And then I remembered reading an article. Uh, this is one I'm not going to bother looking up, but um, <laughs> just about how they've—I think it was a GDC talk or something. Actually, it was um, how the the drop system in the console version is different from the PC version because, like the PC right. version, they wanted to you know give you the the Diablo experience that players know and love. Mm. So you're just you you know you're like you're going around killing stuff and everything's dropping like low grade magic items everywhere and you're just continually kind of like sifting through all of this trash, uh, looking for that one item which either has good stats or is worth lots of gold. So you know has like a good gold to inventory space ratio, right. so you can justify putting it in your bag and carrying it back and then selling it later. Um, but with the console version, just because of the nature of like having to fiddle around with the control pad, uh, there are far fewer drops. Uh, like right. you know, there are far fewer item drops, and the ones you do get are like statistically a bit better than usual. Uh, just because you know because you're getting fewer, it means that the ones that you do get tend to be a bit better. Uh, and also, if it rolls an item and then it decides the item's complete trash and you're definitely not going to want it, it'll just automatically convert it to gold before it spawns or something like that. Oh, okay. So you'll get more sort of bits of gold falling around, yeah. uh, which is all really interesting stuff if your job involves uh, <laughs> like generating random items and stuff like that, uh, as mine does. But probably isn't that interesting for most of our listeners. Cool. Chris. Hi. Games have you played, mate? I've been playing the new game. Which one? Pyre. Oh, yeah. Pyre. Pirar. Is that the sequel? Pyre. Pie? Yes. Pi 2. <laughs> Pi. Pyre. Pyre. More pie. Piest. Um, yeah, it's good. Um, it's by Supergiant. Um, mm. It has the curiously Supergiant issue of being absolutely stellar in some ways and not quite there in a load of weird intangible ways that you'll never quite put your finger on. But <laughs> if the game is right for you, you can overlook. Mm. And previously, their games haven't quite been that for me. But I think this one is the one finally. Mm hmm. 
Um, it, so it's um, you're going to really enjoy it, Sean. It is basically yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to it. It's sort of part visual novel, mm-hmm. um, part slightly janky sports game. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you play um, a guy who is called the Reader, uh, a man who has been exiled and is unique in his ability to read. Um, you are on a uh, in, in a caravan with a load of ne'er dwells who have also been exiled, who cannot read but partake in these ancient rites, and effectively you have to go round and complete all these different rites um, in order to kind of just advance the story and find out what is going on and eventually win back your freedom, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just kind of um, the actual travelling around. You don't really have. You have some autonomy over where you go, but not not really. Like, you're always going to follow the same path. But mm. every so often, it'll just be like, one of the characters will go, hmm, I think if we go this way, we might find, like, I reckon we'll find uh, some treasure. Or um, someone else going, if we go this way, we'll find a really useful item. And you just kind of choose that. And then choices that you make can affect different characters in different ways. Uh, and affect them in battle, so they will like their stats. It's not like strength and speed and things like that. Their stats, oh, cool, and the quickness is one. But their stats are uh, hope, presence, uh, quickness, and oh, there's another one. Uh, but they're, they're all like kind of emotional things. Yeah. Um, oh, glory. That's the other one. Um, and they they affect the. Um, stats of the players in the kind of mad uh, sort of half speedball two game that they've also <laughs> kind of chucked in there mm-hmm. um which i mean it, it's a it's a it's it's a fast action it's a tactics game more than a sports game if that makes sense mm-hmm. um but, but basically the thing that's weird about it is obviously it's a game where you have to take a ball and put it in a goal effectively um yeah. But there's no... So in in order to tackle, for want of a better phrase, the other player, you just kind of walk into them. Right. So, which immediately, like, oh, well, that doesn't feel much like a sport then. Like, that's just... <laughs> but then as you start to play, I mean, I was saying this to you, Sean, the other day, it does that brilliant thing that, uh, that, that games like this do, mm. where they will give you a basic set of, of, of abilities for the first um, two or three games or whatever. Mm. And you'd be like, right, okay, 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 I get this. I hope this isn't it. Because like, <laughs> this is this is fine, and I understand the interplay between it, but is this it? And then he goes, ah, no, it's not, there's loads more. Fucking loads more, mate. Come on in, sit down. <laughs> um, I mean, like, even now, I've been playing, I mean, super giant games don't tend to be long. Um, I've played, what, I would guess three or four hours at this point, so I'm probably a reasonable way through the story at this point, probably halfway, mm-hmm. I would guess. I mean, you've got no idea. I was supposed to be meeting kind of the guy who everybody else seems to be looking for, but he wasn't there just now, when I just before we started recording. Right. Um, but it's just the the story is interesting and kind of beguiling, and all the characters are interesting and have um, actually have, like, personalities, and you understand the differences between them. Like, I have fallen fully in love with Tizo, who is the little drive imp. Um, drive imps being in a wonderful, kind of wonderfully super giant-y level of kind of detail. Your um, your your wagon is, is powered by drive imps, who are little right. creatures that just power the wagon. No more said. They don't pull it. You don't see them. They just... <laughs> They just they, it moves because of them, and sometimes they they work in little shifts. And Tizo is like a special one um, that all the other drive imps seem to revere in some way, shape, or form. Uh, <laughs> and he hates fish. He right. fucking hates fish. I had, a, I had a little conversation with him before, and all his dialogue is just him like going "scrack" 
or whatever. And it does that thing where you can highlight a word and it will tell you, a, you know, like every time it mentions a name, you can highlight it and it'll say, mm-hmm. oh, the, the, this is this person. Mm-hmm. Um, all of Tizo's dialogue is just in red and you can hover over it and it'll say like, so he'll go, scrock, and it'll say like, Tizo seems to be trying to tell you that he's really enjoying himself or whatever. And uh, the one I had before is he said, scrock, oh, sorry, he said grok, in fact. And I highlighted over what it says, Tizo loves catching fish because he hates them and everything they stand for. Um, <laughs> and that's his job. And he's a little red little red ball with wings and he's great. And he can fly, which is really, really useful, as you can imagine, in a game that's about kind of running around on a, on a, on a board. Mm. But I've just found out before we come up that, yes, he can fly, but if all the, char- <laughs> all the, all the characters have to do is jump into him to block him and right. he immediately loses the ball. Um, the... So the weird thing about it is the the main mechanics around the game are when you score, your player is banished for a period of time afterwards, i.e. they're no longer on the field. So it is more mm-hmm. tactical. And right. you can only move, each side can only move one of their players at once. Right. So sometimes it's about, so straight away from the start, do you get one of your quick guys to just run in and try and rush the goal? Um, and the, the quick players score fewer points for scoring. Um because they are way better at scoring points. Right. Whereas if you get one of the big guys in who really are more defensive and their abilities are far more defensive. So the quick guys get things like can jump higher, you know, can jump longer. Um, whereas the, the, the big guys get... So instead of a run, they will have a dash, which is really useful for tackling other players. Mm. Um, or things like ability to dash twice in quick succession. Or if they hit somebody when they're dashing, they get all their stamina back. So in theory, if that um, my big uh, blocking character now could, um, if the three other characters were in were close to each other, combo them. Mm-hmm. So it's this really kind of interesting. I, mean, I say interesting. It's 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 fairly standard. You have defensive characters, you have attacking characters, and you have a kind of mid range. Um, but there's no um, attacking kind of well as yet anyway. There's no attacking. Um, uh, tank character which is t- tends mm. to be how i prefer to play so you've got kind of little glass cannons instead yeah. which is uh which is unusual some of the characters i kind of struggle to see the 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 like so far i am kind of going right well it's going to be tizzo it's going to be rookie because they're the two fastest guys rookie especially because although he is fast and does the least scores the least number of points per goal um you can spec him to score more points um, so you can give him a, a an accessory which makes him score more points, and then one of his abilities lets him score more points per per touchdown as well. Uh-huh. Um, so he's just always the kind of the, the main guy that I aim to score with. While um, Joe Jadariel Jody plays in defense, and quite often as you start to play, the maps become um, like they get obstacles in them, things that move, stuff like that. So you can just position uh, Jadariel because she's really slow into a, a kind of a decent uh, defensive position mm-hmm. and then kind of leave her there for a bit because her she has so much more presence, which is the aura around her. And um, basically, if if um, another player steps into your aura, they die. So obviously a player right. with a bigger aura becomes more dangerous because they have a wider area around them to kind of mm. the kind of Venn diagram that they can't be in. So yeah. you leave them in, in a good strong position blocking your goal or whatever. And but then obviously they can jump over that, they can fly over that, they can kind of do a a, a windjammers kind of you know the windjammers thing where you just throw it, you kind of lob it. Yeah. That um the, there's that as well that you can use to score. You get fewer points for doing that, but that's also mm-hmm. there. Um it's surprisingly fleshed out. 
and then there's a kind of challenge mode within the game as well where you can speak to um uh you can speak to a spirit who um will have specific challenges um for different characters or you can just go and play um the rights over and over and over in there as well mm-hmm. um but here's a here's a great thing about it Darren Corb's done the music again oh good and Darren Corb's brilliant mm-hmm. um Fascinating thing about it as well, as you start to play, one of the things that you unlock, basically you have like um, the inside of your, your wagon is your um, your menu. Mm-hmm. So from there you can go and view all your different stats and that's where you do the interaction with the characters and things like that. One of the things yeah. in there is the uh, the uh, a loot that belongs to the minstrel who's part of your, part of your crew. Mm-hmm. And it says, oh, in here you can play music from the game. And one of the, uh, the teams, all the teams are kind of quite Considering there are only ever a few lines of dialogue and you know three kind of sprites in a in a in a sports game, they've got loads of character in them and they do play like there's one team that like some some of them are just happy to be like there's one team that are just called the Fate and mm. like the whole thing is it's a, a young guy his father and somebody else and if you beat them the young guy's like oh I can't believe they beat us like and dad's just like it's fate that's the way it's supposed to be we've played our part in this. Mm. Um, and then others of guys are just like, yeah, let's 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 play. You know what I mean? They're just like they're there for the game, and then other people are nasty. So anyway, one of the um, kind of the most aggressive teams I've faced so far, mm. their music was cool. Like it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't thrash, but it's as close to a a, a, a game like this is going to come to thrash. Mm-hmm. So I thought I fancy listening to that again. So I went into the loot thing and found it, pressed play on it, and then realised that. It's done as if the minstrel is replaying the song for you. <laughs> so, so this is like a full like four piece band, you know, like just dis- like distorted guitars, like diminished, like little diminished fills and stuff like that. Like it's, mm. it's, it's a metal song. Mm. Um, and then uh, you, you play it in this, and it's just a bloke on an acoustic guitar going. It's amazing. Um, but yeah, it's that that super giant thing of being absolutely stellar in some ways, mm. and just a bit missing in others. Mm. Um, Bastion, Bastion, I thought was fine. I played through Bastion and enjoyed yeah. it, apart from issues with it. I thought the end was a bit shit. Mm. Um, Transistor never quite caught me, despite the, realistically being the game that I should have been more interested in. You see, Transistor's um, a weird one for me because I've played about two hours of it and absolutely adored it, and then stopped and then never went back. I thought I should, you finished it. No, I should really sort that out. That's weird. I'm, I I vividly remember you telling me like, oh, you should really go back and finish it. The end is very good. <laughs> How weird. Mm. How weird. But um, but yeah, this one's this one's fully caught me. I mean, it's 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 possible that it's caught me at the height of my. I really miss Speedball too, and it, this mm. is kind of a, a a methadone to my to, to for my habit. But mm. yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I mean, the the, mm. the sport bit is a bit easy, maybe, mm. but I'm hoping that it kind of gets to a point at the end where it does become difficult again. And I'm yeah. hoping it's a bit like a, a, a Steamworld heist where it'll just keep letting you kind of plug at it and get it harder and harder. That is and that is a super giant thing, isn't it? They're usually quite very keen on their uh, New Game Plus yep. modes. A- and there's an online play as well thing in there, so if you get it, we can at least... Is there? I yeah. thought I read a review that specifically said there wasn't. They said there's, there's local play, but there's no online. Oh, is the local? Maybe I read it wrong. Mm. Um, okay, well, in that case, you'll have to come round and we'll play it. Um, no, I'm not doing that. 40 <laughs> minutes away, mate. We've been over this. Yeah, that's right. I'll come to you, though, right? Um, yeah, geographically close friend. <laughs> um, 
But now I'm really enjoying it. Really, really enjoying cool. it. Um, shall I briefly talk about the other thing? Yeah, go for it. Cave Story! Um, what's that? Cave, what's Cave Story? Cave Story <laughs> is a brand new game. Um, that's, <laughs> for, for, for £30 or Yeah, a brand new £30 <laughs> game on the, on the Nintendo Switch console. Um, Cave Story, if somehow you don't know, is a game that 10 years ago you could download for free on your PC. And you still can, actually, to be fair. Mm. Um, but for some reason, Nintendo have been charging progressively larger amounts for it for the last five years. <laughs> well, it's not Nintendo, uh, is it? It's uh, Nicalis who got uh, the rights okay. to it's it. Just, and just it just on Nintendo consoles. Yeah, yeah. Um, or Nintendo consoles seem to make a bigger deal out of them than the others. Whatever. Yeah. Um, but it's the 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 best narrative Metroidvania. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's better than Super Metroid. Wow, well, come on. It is though, isn't it? Um, sorry, Andy. He doesn't listen to this anyway, does he? Um, it's 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 great. I mean, it's it's you can't really compare it to Super Metroid because they're so different. But um, I because I looked at it and was like, "Is thirty quid? Am I going to spend thirty quid on Cave Story?" Bearing in mind, I've got the original on my PC and I've got the 3DS version. Probably not. And then I got bought it for my birthday. So fuck it. Now I own it. Um, <laughs> And still great. Um, the different... So this is Cave Story... There's loads of different versions of it now is the thing. This I was going is... to say, because the main thing to point out is this is not the same game as the free one, is it, at this point? It's... No, there is a lot of stuff they've added. <clears throat> they've added different areas. They've added a co-op mode. Um, yeah. They have added a fair amount of stuff. The one thing that they've not done yet, and I believe it's coming, is the ability to switch between the new graphics and the original graphics. Okay. Which is good because the new up res graphics look a bit like you know when you put on one of the filtering options on uh, on uh, your SNES yeah. emulator, yeah, and yeah. for half an hour you go ah, oh, yeah. and then you go oh, no. <laughs> um, I used to obsess over all the different filters you could use in in like SNES nine X or whatever, and now I just fucking turn them all right the fuck off. Yep. Because they make everything kind of weird and round and unnatural. And yeah. that's kind of what Cave Story's done. Um, so I'm waiting for the patch to come out to put it all back to how it used to be. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, I, um, basically there's like three or four different music options. Right. And I was just like, right, which one is the original one? <laughs> um, or which one sounds most like the original one? There we go. Because mm-hmm. to be fair, the default one is, I think, bad. Okay. Um, but there's a, there's, a, there's a nice one in there. Weirdly as well... Um, Inside the box, so the, the the box comes with a few things that I really like. Inside there is just like mad um, Japanese adverts for a thousand one spikes and oh, yeah. oh, something else. I can't think what another Nicalis game. Obviously, mm-hmm. also comes with a NES style instruction book, oh, yeah. like a big thick NES style instruction book, mm. and a mini CD with the soundtrack on. We're going to put that in. Wait, what the fuck am I going to play that? I put it inside <laughs> the PS4 and probably brick it. Um, <laughs> I could put it. I could put it in a Wii, um, but that doesn't Wii play is... CDs. It doesn't. <laughs> can't can't be paying up for that codec, mate. That's too... <laughs> <laughs> amazing. I'd have to put it in my uh, my three CD multi changer, uh, my three CD Bush multi changer from Argos in nineteen ninety nine. Do you? Um, and I realise this isn't the answer. To this is not as obvious as it might have once been. Does your PC not have an optical drive? Nope. Yeah, that's. I, my, uh, mine does, but I don't really know what for at this point. Yeah, so. I have a USB DVD drive somewhere, but I don't okay. know where. Yeah. Um, I mean, th- this PC. I mean, I didn't even use one to install Windows. I've, I've never. Well, I can't put a disc in it, so I never have. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you just don't really need them anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're right. I mean, 
<laughs> I just I was liking the idea of uh, like you do put discs in your PC, but it's difficult because it doesn't actually have a disc drive. So you screw the sides off and then yeah. <laughs> just chuck them in, and then they don't even work. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Spin it round. I do have a like a DVD drive on my PC, but mm-hmm. I do mostly use it for playing PS2 games on an emulator. So. <laughs> right, yeah. That's for, um, that's for when I've got the disc but can't be bothered to set up the console. <laughs> As God intended. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's still Cave Story. It's still mm. great. It's still um, a, a, an incre- incredible... A kind of story that unravels at an incredible pace throughout it um, mm. and leaves you guessing so much stuff all the way through. I mean, it, it open, I mean it's, it's a sign of its time now. It opens with a guy trying to speak to somebody via IM. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, does the uh, does Balrog does he say huzzah because they changed that in one version? Oh, does he say and huzzah? Or does and he it's say, not oh, as yeah. good as he, it's not as good if he doesn't say huzzah. Oh, find I can't out. Remember now. <laughs> um, but the thing, I mean, it's still. I mean, say I played it through at least twice in my life. I think, mm-hmm. but it's that great. It's still that great thing. At the first, at like the first time you meet Balrog, and he's like, "Yeah, well, are you going to fight me then?" And you can go, <laughs> "No," <laughs> and he goes, "Oh, all right, fine," uh, and walks off. Uh, yeah. It's fantastic. Mm. Cave story. Another one I've not actually finished. I've started it about four times. There's a lot had... of endings for it as well. <laughs> that's right. Um, I think that's where you're going wrong. You need to just. Like continue playing yeah, until yeah. the end, not just start the new game each time. <laughs> yeah, you need to continue playing until somebody sends you a T-shirt. At which point you can stop. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, all these, you years, not, actually, all these years of Sean Bell slogging away at video games, <laughs> doggedly playing all playing of them, them through in a single session. Yeah, not not realizing that save <laughs> yeah. games were a thing. Yeah, I haven't got a memory card, so yeah, uh... I had to go for tea. So I, yeah, <laughs> my mum turned it off at the wall to plug the. Uh, uh, I don't know. Foot sparring. I was trying to think of something eighties. Uh, <laughs> right, are, are uh, we, that's are that. we ready for a break. Let's have a break. Wait. No, wait. Before we do a break, uh, listeners who enjoy looking at words, I have tracked down <laughs> the thing we were talking about before with uh, with with everything being a key ingredient in the design of a thing. Uh, mm. It is. An article from what was it? I can't tell if this is the eighth of June or the sixth of August because <laughs> it's an American site. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, it's on uh, Kotaku. It's a it's a Tim Rogers article oh, from no. two thousand and nine called "The Everything Disease: A Forensic Analysis of the Popularity of Pokemon." Now, being a Tim Rogers article, the bit that you actually want to read is about like. Two thirds of the way down, <laughs> and you can pretty much just skip everything before that point. Nah, okay. the the first two thirds will be the best bits. Um, is that where he talks about his hair? Uh, why uh, have it's... you not worked out that it's a joke yet? <laughs> because I'm not convinced it is, Chris. Oh, it definitely fucking is. Come on, right, uh, whatever. You're a clever man. Uh, look, anyway. look. He wrote Dandy Dungeon, and I've laughed at it against my better judgment. So he's had that from me that's right, all he's th- thus indicating that he's got a good sense of humour yeah 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 but I don't know it's, it. just, it's just so that's obvious when he's just him. like this this blue tracksuit makes me like Sonic how can you not look at that and go oh that's a joke because it's not that funny I know it's it's quite, funny. yeah I think that's what I find difficult <laughs> it's quite funny <sighs> let's have a break <laughs> Thank you. 
questions. The first question comes from Jazz Sahota at the Jazzman. Um, I think we've made this joke before, but he's not the guy from Babylon Zoo, is he? No. That would be a, that would be good if it turned yeah, out he was I a think listener. Spelt J A S. Wasn't there a guy from Mean Machines called Jazz spelt like that? Possibly. Because I remember. No. I'm sure I remember seeing that and thinking that is the coolest name. <laughs> so there you go. Jazz Rignall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Jazz, yeah, yeah. Julian yeah. Jazz Rignall. Yeah. Um, so there you go, Jazz. Your name is cool to a five-year-old me. <laughs> he says, what is the most Byzantine console game that lots of people play? Is it Destiny, Competitive Street Fighter, Monster Hunter, or FIFA Ultimate Team? It's See, Dest- Destiny, I think, seems more complicated to people who don't play it. Mm. Yeah, because you see all those tweets taking the piss out of people who like Destiny going, oh, they put a flibber in the herbal gerbil. <laughs> mm. But that's just the shit story that you don't listen to. Like, mm. But, I mean, at the same time, I do. I can remember coming into Destiny halfway through its life or a third of the way through its life and probably spending a week or two like, so what? Hang on. What, uh, what goes into what goes into what? But... Mm. Certainly, compared to a Monster Hunter, compared to a Street Fighter, mm. I would say Destiny's got fucking nothing. It's a fairly standard MMO kind of system, really. Yeah. Um, so like, like, Destiny's pretty straightforward. Street Fighter is right. The, like my thing about this question is that Street Fighter is not as complicated as many other fighting games. Yeah. If you compare it to like Marvel or like Guilty Gear or something like that. King of the Fighters, Jesus. Uh, yeah, even that. <laughs> sorry, King, like, sorry, not King, uh, King of Fighters, not King of the Fighters. Please don't shoot me, Andy. <laughs> King of the Fighters! Historically <laughs> 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 interested in relevant. <laughs> I am Sean Bell. I cannot save my games. <laughs> anyway. um, yeah, like Street Fighter's not that complicated in a lot of ways. Uh, Monster Hunter, like FIFA... Uh, I did. I did have that go. Where I tried playing through Madden, and I had absolutely no idea what was going on in Ultimate Team. Mm. And I imagine FIFA Ultimate Team is very similar. But the thing about that is that there is a button that does it all for you. Yeah. Right. Mm. Okay. Yeah. There's, there's, there was definitely a thing where it was like press square to just auto assign everyone in the best positions mm-hmm. and just not look back. And yeah, because like, yeah, there is always a, a mathematically best way to to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, whereas, yeah, like, of this of this list, like Monster Hunter, definitely stands out as the one in which there's just like layers and layers of interlocking things, yeah, and, and helpful yeah. stuff that's actively hidden from you, and because yeah. like all uh, the no, others no in no that way list, finding it out. Like but all the, question the others. Is, Sorry, go on. Question is, yeah. what is lots of people? Because it's all very well saying, oh, well, you know, <laughs> Guilty Gear is a lot more complicated than Street Fighter, but yeah. not as many people play Guilty Gear as as have done Street Fighter. Uh, or yeah. Like, stuff like... I mean, what was it? Um, what was that game where you had a little garden made of blocks? Uh, Minecraft? No. Oh. Starseed Pilgrim. Oh, yeah. There you go. Um, I don't believe it's a console game, but like it's definitely up there in terms of uh, like having absolutely impenetrable rules. Kind of. I mean, I mean mm. I'm exaggerating a little bit, I guess. But you know what I mean? Like, in terms mm. of there's a, just a bunch of stuff going on and it doesn't explain any of it and you've got to figure it out. Like, this is much worse offenders than these kind of things. But these are mostly like little indie games on the PC that no one's played. So Yeah, yeah it's like mm. you say, so in terms of defining lots of people, because they like, say Destiny, not actually that complex, but and, and also because so many people are playing it, 
it's you can just be immersed in it ditto street fighter or fifa whereas monster hunter monster hunter if you want to pick up all the terms you've got to go out of your way and do some reading or have or watch videos or have a lot of conversations with your friend like you've got that's something you've got to seek for yourself whereas Mm. with the others you can just sort of be surrounded by it and pick it up by osmosis eventually but then that's because not a lot of people play monster hunter and a lot of people play everything else means discludes it from this but list. I mean, like it's, it's not like there are quite a few people who play Monster Hunter. Just mm. uh, the like geographically centered on Asia kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. uh, Minecraft is pretty complicated, right? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah Minecraft. Yeah. I don't know many people who've gotten into Minecraft and done well at it and stuff without having done a load of like external research on wikis and stuff like that as to how to craft everything. Yeah, yeah. like everyone it, everyone has the you know the story of their first night on Minecraft where they're just like what the fuck and they end up hiding in a pit overnight and then Yeah, everyone kind of entombs themselves. Yeah. <laughs> and then emerges when they think it's morning and yeah, then there's like still not, two zombies left or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey lads, is yeah. it is it playing Splatoon 2 with voice chat? Oh. Good one no, there because lots of people don't play that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, surely, I know you said oh, fuck it. No, I was going to say I was going to say MOBAs, but you said console games, so that was it as well. Like, there's I, I've I've had a few goes at uh, getting into like League of Legends. I played a few games of Heroes of the Storm oh, like yeah. a couple of months ago and things like this. That's better and, than the others, if you ask me. But but, but like I've been I've been do you want to? But the, the thing is, like I've been trying to get used to playing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you're playing as, I believe the term is solo queue, uh, so you're just kind of, you're on your own in a, looking for a random match. Yeah. Uh, you go in and I'm usually playing against bots because mm-hmm. I'm rubbish and I'm mm-hmm. really just trying to figure out, I'm just getting used to how to play the game basically yeah. rather than like trying to be good at it. Yeah. Um, I, I don't feel like I'm actually playing the game, you know? Yeah, like I'll kind of I've I've done a few bot matches as a like a medic, and we keep winning, but I don't feel like I've really learned much. Mm. Uh, like just like I'm used, to, I've got a little build going that I'm quite enjoying, mm. but when I look up, like I I sort of looked up on a wiki saying like, what are some good builds for what's her name the um Starcraft medic woman, oh, yeah. uh, and all the builds listed were completely different from mine and they were just saying like yeah you want this 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 in this exact order kind of thing yeah. and i'm like okay um like the game that i'm learning to play is not the game that everyone else is playing and yeah. as soon as i come out of bot match and start playing against real people i feel like i'm going to be terrible again <laughs> and is it really worth playing it at all if i'm not playing it with some friends who i can get used to working with like all my mm. best the only good experiences that i've had in a MOBA like that, have come from when I've been playing with friends. Mm. Uh, usually with, like, me playing a medic and then a friend playing a tank or something like this, and then we'll just do a... We'll go as, like, a duel, we'll, like, partner up and then take bottom lane or whatever. Yeah. Like, that works, because I can, like, talk to my friend and we can coordinate things and then figure out what's going on. But when I'm just playing on my own, it's a bit like... It's like everything that's wrong with Splatoon, you know? It's like, when I'm on my own, I'm just kind of going around and just sort of doing stuff, but I'm like, is this helping? I'm getting like no real feedback as to what's mm. anyway. Mm. Yeah, MOBAs, <laughs> not Shite. console games. Yeah, um, that's probably an answer in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Stanshall at underscore Stanshall or Stans Hall. We never, still don't know. And he's <laughs> never told us. <laughs> he's never told us. Stanshall. Um, <laughs> uh, it says the Earth is about to be destroyed by the moon. You look at Yay. your shelf. 
What game do you bury to preserve for future wasteland generations? Um, at a glance, uh, probably Bayonetta one and two. Yeah, Am I allowed, is that allowed? They're in. Well, they're in one box together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just interested as to why. I mean, why? Because it's fucking great. You, you're fucking Johnny Bayonetta. Why are you no, questioning no, it? I, I, I fully am. I'm just. I'm a little bit surprised that you didn't choose fucking Defender. <laughs> um, seeing as apparently that's what all children should learn about. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I was just, I was just, I was just a little bit surprised. I was just like the idea is just like, yep, yeah, here, here was games. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be um, honest, yeah, it's not, it's not fucking far off. To be honest with you, um, I mean, I can pick Mad World instead if you want. I feel like that's more representative of uh, games as a whole. Yeah, they were all duty. black and white, uh, apart yeah. from the blood, <laughs> and they all, <laughs> they all had Joe DiMaggio and fucking uh, what's his name. Shit, uh, the comedian that Sam White looks like a young version of. Greg Proops. <laughs> Greg Proops. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, we all had uh, Joe DiMaggio and... Uh, no, wait, Joe DiMaggio is a, ba- a baseball player, isn't he? John DiMaggio. <laughs> Fucking And up, Greg yeah. Proops doing the commentary. That was what all video games had. Yes. And you got points for stuffing lads in toilets and then cutting their legs off. Yeah. Quite a violent game, that. Now that I've... <laughs> Mad quite a violent yeah. game yeah. on it's reflection. A, it's, it's a game where only the blood is red. Like yeah. everything else yeah. is black and white apart from the blood. Like of course it's violent. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was quite violent. Although having said that, that I did play through the opening thirty times. <laughs> bullet storm. There we go. I'll put bullet uh, storm in. I'm gonna say Animal Crossing Wild World on the DS. Oh, 3DS, in fact. Yeah, let's go for New Leaf. Animal Crossing New Leaf. Is that the best one? Uh, yes. Why not? Okay, fine. Good. Um, <laughs> uh, Thick Babadook, I don't know why he's called himself that, Stuart Hour at Minute 5072 says, Does the 24-hour stream put you off doing anything nice for other people ever again? No, nope. such a Sean thing to say. Thick Babadook, I don't understand any of this name. I don't know what the thick bit means, and I don't know why you'd call yourself a thick Babadook. Okay. Uh, has the 24-hour stream put you off doing anything nice for other people ever again? No. No, absolutely not. The complete no, opposite. The, um, the whole uh, doing bottles of fizzy pop for some people who donated it has, though. <laughs> that's, that's turned out to be an expensive little uh, adventure. Folly is the word. We, yes, the English folly language specifically came up with the word folly for this. <laughs> My name is Sean Bell, and I want to demonstrate to people how good I am at pop. Uh, <laughs> look, <laughs> and it has people cost have me been asking an excessive amount of money. Yeah, it's basically yeah, it's just a fucking really expensive vanity. I could have just had like a statue of myself made. You that would have been just, good. Just fucking filled it with Pepsi Max, and no one would have known. <laughs> Video games people, Sean. They've got no taste buds. <laughs> well, we'll find out in a couple of days. Oh, God, yeah, well, they all die. Um, uh, that's the point. I forgot, I've, I've put, like, a note in, in them, uh, and I forgot to say, like, by the way, you haven't purchased this from me. I accept no responsibility if you die. Uh, no one should die drinking it, though. It'll be fine. I did, I did also explain uh, that the little black bits are vanilla seeds and not fly eggs. <laughs> um, nice. In case anyone was worried about that. Um, uh, Sanatana Mishra at Sanatana Mishra says is Jet Set Radio better as an arcade style level based game or a more open world adventure a la Jet Set Radio Future no yeah which one's better as an arcade game okay I hate I hate compound questions <laughs> you know? is, is that because you can't show, shout no no at them 
Is that, yes. is that so? When you said no, was that you? Was that you just denying the question? Wasn't even you answering? Uh, no, that was me saying. That was me saying no uh, to the first question. Except the he's, he's also asked the opposite question immediately after it. Basically, I'm you know, like, is it better as an arcade style level based game or a more open world adventure? Like, why? So wait, there? so are you are you criticizing him for just because he could have just said, is it better as an arcade style level based game? Question mark. Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> what we're saying is, take your question, fuck off. <laughs> uh, I, I've, I've, right, I'll, I'll play Devil's Advocate. I was absolutely fine with it being open world. That's not the question, though, is it, Sean? Fucking Wait, no. bath filling. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mind either way. There you go. Yeah. How's that for <laughs> There's the Sean Bell answer. <laughs> <laughs> Have uh, you tried Defender? Scar Bunny at Scar Bunny. I ran myself says, a perfectly ordinary bath and thought about this for some time. <laughs> Came to the conclusion I didn't have a strong opinion in either way. Thank uh, you. I think it's I think it's better as an open world adventure. Although uh, I think I think there's a load of things in Jet Set Radio Future that just aren't as good as the way they did it in Jet Set Radio, mostly involving the police. Yeah, I can't be bothered to elaborate at this point in time. But like, that's fine. Yeah. Scar Bunny says, I'm going on holiday soon. What are good games to play when uncomfortably warm, possibly by a pool or on a 10-hour flight? He said, well, actually, says and on a 10-hour flight. That's a hell of a combo. Don't know what sort of flight he's on that's got a pool in it. Surely that's just a list of different positions you can play the game. Yeah. Um, no, because surely it's, you'd I end it with or three. on a 10-hour flight. For them, be, for them to be discrete no, entries in a list. three different scenarios. Yeah, yeah but he's put good and games at the play. end, which suggests that well, they're I mean, all to be, combined. To be fair, Sean, he's also put possibly buy a pool as in purchase a pool, and you've let that go. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I, don't, I thought that would be tedious. <laughs> what are good games Whereas to this play whole, when... This whole and that, or or business yeah, is some I thought some that would have been tedious, but not this grammatical fire at the end. To me, that reads like it's all one entry. But to me, that reads, I'm going on holiday soon, humble brag. Fine. What are good games to play when uncomfortably warm? That's one question. Possibly yeah. buy a pool? That's the next question. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and on a ten- And, as if to imply they're all the same thing, a 10 hour flight. Yeah. He's going to buy a I pool. I think you could read it either way. Um, it would be a lot clearer if he had an Oxford comma. It would. Right? Like yeah. if, there was a, if there was a comma before the and there, it would very definitely be a list of three different things. Yeah. Hey, grammatical pedantry is good for podcasts, isn't it? It's very. Um, I'm not a fan of the the old Oxford comma. I fuck it. Um, what was the question? Oh yeah, right. Oh so God, I'm really a podcast on... person rather than a writing person. It's, <laughs> it's words, mate. Words. The language of language of Shakespeare writing about his video games. So I've only been on one hot holiday, and that's that's it for me for life. Um, no, it was very good. Uh, but I, I don't know. I generally found like when we were having just you know lying around doing nothing because it's too hot times. I didn't really play any games. I just read a book and listened to th- listen to podcasts and stuff. It was nice. Right. It, it, it is is the truth. Right. Yeah. By a pool, you yeah. ain't playing nothing. Right. Yeah. Because of glare. Yeah. Right. You ain't looking at your phone. You ain't looking at a 3ds. Believe me, I tried while we were in Bulgaria. <laughs> it is not possible. Um, unless you've got some great games for your Kindle, you ain't playing a game. Um, I played Steelbuild Heist while I was on honeymoon uh, for the second time through. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would also recommend uh, Rhythm Paradise just because yeah, yeah. Rhythm Paradise good in it. Fucking well good. Yeah. Um, I played. I, I, I like kind of short. 
score attacky stuff while yeah. I'm away on holiday because it's something that you just pick up for 10 minutes and then put back down and whatever, not really have to engage massively with. Because at the same time, like you're going to want it to be useful while you're sat around an airport, as you say, or on a plane or mm. waiting for a taxi or whatever. You don't want, like, you are on holiday. So, like, you don't want to be like, wait a minute, I need to find out what happens in Yakuza 4. <laughs> well, like, you say that. Is that not what you want on a 10-hour flight, though? Like something right. with a big daft story that you can just lose hours in rather than something score I'm, attacky. Personally, no, but I can understand why you might, but yeah. Mm. My my thing for a 10-hour flight mm. would be Monster Hunter, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you get your 3DS, you've got your USB battery charger thingy-majig, you've got like a little portable battery thing so you can keep it juiced for the whole 10 hours. Uh just pick a monster and then just hunt it like 15 times. <laughs> That's it. Uh, and thing is, right, if you're playing something for 10 hours long, I've, I mean, I tried doing this. I've, done, I don't know, I've tried doing that before. I tried, uh, I think it was last time I went to GDC, I bought Pokemon Blue mm-hmm. while I was at the airport and then tried to see how far through the game I could get before I landed. Uh, there's a time when I was going from, like, Tokyo to... I was coming back for Christmas when I was living in Japan and started playing through Final Fantasy VIII and then just spent the entire flight playing it. And the thing is, when you're playing a long story-driven game on a long flight, you just get really tired and forget what's going on. Yeah. And stuff like that. And you get, you know, you've got to, like, stop to eat and things. And, like, the advantage of playing something like Monster Hunter and just, like... When something you get on a flight, iterative progression within it, yeah, yeah, mm. you've you've unlocked a new monster. You get on the flight, you just hunt that thing fifteen times, and then you've got a full set of armor and a new weapon. Uh, like you're doing the same thing over and over again, and it helps you forget how long you've been sitting there <laughs> because all of the times you've hunted it just sort of blurred together into a single thing, and it feels like you've only been there for like two hours or something. Yeah. Again, I mean, that's what I found was, like, um, Steamworld Heist, again, on, like, long train journeys. And so I say long, my journey down to London with work is is two hours or so, and I played loads of it. I think I finally did, um, I think I finally, like, 100%ed hard mode on, Mm -hmm. on on a commute down to London. And again, it's perfect for that. You can just go into a level. You can, like, if you don't complete it, if you don't three-star it, you can go back. Or if you've done it well enough, you will unlock another level. Or you can go back and, I mean, a lot of the levels are... I've never really known how randomized the levels are because there's obviously there's obviously quite a robust kind of algorithm behind it because mm. you know some of the missions will be like right this is a really small ship but there's loads of guys in one room and that's the that's the thing for that room or this one's really sprawling and you've got to get to the, you know three different alarms or whatever and turn them off or three different generators and turn them off before you leave yeah. um but just being able to go back into different missions and just play them again is, and because it randomizes them slightly, means that you never quite get the same experience each time. But it's close enough that it gets that kind of thing where it all melds into one. And obviously, every time you finish it, the likelihood is, I would guess, seventy percent of the time you are getting something new or an item that you or a duplicate of an item that means you can now give that to another character or whatever, and you can start experimenting with that. Or you're leveling up a character, and all of a sudden your flank has got new abilities or whatever. Um, so something like that um, would be great. I'm tempted to say something like something on the Vectrex, just to just for the image of somebody lugging a Vectrex onto a plane. But uh, <laughs> but I've remembered that our words don't hold that much sway, do they? Uh, uh, there's a load of I'm um, right. As far as things to play on holiday go, I'm a big fan of Game Boy games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, there's a load of stuff like 
Super Mario Land 2 and even something like Link's Awakening. Mm-hmm. Or if you want to do that thing I occasionally go on about and get the English fan translation <laughs> of For the Frog the Bell Tolls. <laughs> Uh, these are all games that can be finished in the space of like a long weekend or something like that. Like yeah. Mario, like Mario Land Two has something like six or seven, yeah, six because it's six golden, six golden coins, coins in yeah. it. So you've got like six worlds and the sort of final boss bit, uh, and you can just you can do all of them pretty easily. It's a really you know short I mean? game, isn't it? Really, it is. It is. Like I think the original Mario Land's quite short as well, but. Mario Land 2's got a save game system and stuff. Yeah. Uh, that's a thing where it remembers how far you've got through the game. Uh, <laughs> it's like, it's and like, you can resume, Sean. Yeah. It's, can... like, it's like passwords, but they're all done for you. Yeah. Um, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's it's kind of like with Sonic 3, right? This is like this is the reason why Sonic 3 is one of the worst Sonics, because it saves your game, so the whole thing is just like sort of meaningless. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> exactly, mate. Um, so there's uh, okay, yeah, just loads of Game Boy games that are just a, just the right kind of length for a like depressing family holiday. Wicked. Thumbs up. Get an emulator on your phone. Get it done. Buy the games legally. Don't do that. Rip the cartridges <laughs> onto your PC and then onto the phone. <laughs> Isn't yeah. that, I think that's in breach of copyright law now as well. Oh, is it? Mm, I think Fuck. it changed a year or two ago. Jesus. So there's just no there's no way of ever convincing yourself that emulation's just all right. Take your Vectrex, you'll be <laughs> fine. Pete Schnapps at and Ted Pate, um, in a similar vein. He says you're off on holiday, it is likely to be thirty plus degrees. Do you pack short shorts, knee length shorts, or short longs stroke long shorts? Hashtag shorts. <laughs> Did I ever tell you the story about a friend of mine who had uh, a pair of what will basically boil down to quite long three quarters that he, without a hint of irony, called his four quarters? <laughs> well, they're a bit longer than three quarters, aren't they? Yeah, but Andy, that's that would just be okay. Okay, fine. Uh... As and- speaking of Andy's, as and- as our Andy ever told you about his mate who <laughs> he met up with him in January once. And there was something about his appearance that was a bit off and he couldn't put his finger on why. And it turned out that said mate in the previous year had taken a bet that he would wear shorts for the entire year. Do you know, a lad in my college did that as well. Oh, nice. Um, And this being January, he was wearing trousers for the first time in just over 12 months. And he was like, what's what's wrong with this picture? Why why does he look different? (laughs) Um, right, so hang on, what are the options? Fuck. Uh, I'm I'm a sort of knee-length, getting onto three-quarter length lad. I, I, am, I am comfortably just above the knee to just mm. below the knee, purely because, as a man with a bigger leg, yeah. um, I've discovered that basketball shorts, for example, tend to suit me quite well, and they mm-hmm. tend to be a little bit longer than most normal shorts. Basketball yeah. shorts or boxing shorts, they tend to be a bit longer. So sort of the knee plus or minus three inch inches. Or so. Yeah. Oh, okay. About you, I mean, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm, don't, I mean don't get me wrong. I've never, I've never, I've never rejected a pair of shorts on the on them being an inch and a half from the knee. Okay, but uh, not but, regulation. Uh, that's length. kind of r- roughly where I'm, I'm aiming for the knee. Okay, okay. Oh, and what about you? Uh, well, I have lived in thirty plus degree temperatures for oh yeah, that's quite right. a few years. Uh, knee length shorts, nice, was my shorts of choice. So we're basically all knee or thereabouts. Yep. Yeah, fancy that. Yeah, imagine just having a normal opinion and all basically coming to a consensus. Uh, I like my shorts roughly in the middle. 
<laughs> the right yeah, who's, who's running the bath now? <laughs> uh, Pete Schnapps also says, uh, does anyone actually believe that Andy hasn't heard of Ed Sheeran? Yes. <laughs> Did you see this on twitter i did not so the, i think andy was basically just having a bit of a rant about was it the mercury music prize he's basically saying he's not heard of any of the um mm. shortlisted acts mm. and one of them someone was like well hang on you've heard of ed sheeran and he basically said no the only ed sheeran i've heard of is the bit he did on game of thrones mm. like, yeah you still heard of ed sheeran 8th of october 2011 fucking hell if you search zoom for kiss kiss me by ed sheeran comes up uh, 25th of December, Christmas <laughs> Day, 2011, hearing Ed Sheeran for the first time. Uh, 12th of August, 2012, Dead Sheeran. 4th of January, 2013, Burzum on the same day as Ed Sheeran. Uh, July 27th, this is the first time I've ever heard of Ed Sheeran. <laughs> hmm, actually... Actually, 16th of September 2011, Dead Sheeran. Again, reusing patter there as well. I've had a beer, lads. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, so, no, is the answer. We've, we've disproved it. Um, Adam, all right, do we know how to pronounce Strugget? Strawn. 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 Adam Strawn at Strawn87. Fuck's uh, sake. Adam Strawn. Adam Strogan <laughs> says, My dad, a 53-year-old, is obsessed with Dark Souls and goes between playing each game every night. What will be your obsession at that age? The onset of incompetence. Yeah. Look- Incompetence, um, rather, not incompetence. Thus proving my point. <laughs> incompetence is well is well arrived already. So does he mean... Hang on, he's obsessed with Dark Souls and goes between playing each game every night. So does that mean every night he's like, right, is tonight Dark Souls night, Dark Souls 2 night, or a Dark Souls 3 night? I mean, I don't know what else that could possibly mean, but... <laughs> it just seems like an odd thing. Well, I guess he's playing them got... in, like, to completion each night. Maybe. Yeah, maybe he just speedruns speed Dark Souls and then speedruns Dark Souls 2 and so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My dad is Darbian, the Mario the Mario World uh, speedrunner. That's very funny if you know about speedrunning. Sorry. No, it's not. Um, uh, I, I, what will your obsession be at the age of 53? Let's we don't know. It's too far in the future. Well, let's, I mean, let's maths this I mean, out, that's right? the, I know that's, that's a 20, shit answer. <laughs> 20, 23 years from... Well, for me, it's 23 years away, right? Yeah. So what was I into 23 years ago? Transformers. Um, was it wrestling and transformers? Yeah, wrestling and transformers and video games. Um, so, I mean, although I've kind so of gone that... wrestling recently, but but probably probably then. Yeah, that's fair. Speed Speedball Two and and Steamworld Heist. I'll hmm. be obsessed with my brand new electric car that whizzes round silently, and we've saved the earth. Actually, in twenty, in funnily enough, it, I will be fifty-three when they are banned. If the, I know that uh, was the joke, Chris. Right. Well, 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 well you're fifty-three. <laughs> I did be... the maths. <laughs> yeah, but you've done it wrong because you're older than me. Yeah, but I'll still have an electric car by that point. Well, don't know. Bloody Brexit. probably. Um... <laughs> well, either that, or we'll all be you know fighting over water and stuff. <laughs> yeah, good point. Post Brexit will... hellscape. What will your obsession be? Where the next meal's coming from? Yeah. <laughs> Which of the rats to kill? Trying to um, swim across the channel to France and not get shot down. Um, right. See, I've always, I've always had this like expectation that I would die of a heart attack sometime in my early fifties. <laughs> However, 
Great. I've started doing a lot of exercise recently and going running and stuff, as I mentioned yeah, on the yeah, last yeah. podcast. Yeah. And if I kept that up for mm. another 21 years, uh, it might not happen. Might have might, All my plans yeah, yeah, yeah. might be completely yeah. screwed. I might have yeah. to... Like, my, myself right, and Owen okay. will be locked in a constant cardiovascular battle. <laughs> I'll either be dead or uh, I'll be obsessed with like the lack of a pension that I've been saving up for because I've been assuming I was going to die and everything's <laughs> now I've, I'm, I've ruined it by remaining alive. Yeah, but you'll have a really good squat PB, so it'll be fine. Uh, I mean, I knowing you, Owen, I refuse to believe that you haven't sorted your pension out. That's definitely a thing you've done. Well, <laughs> next question. <laughs> Kurt Lewin at angry underscore Kurt um, says, which musician stroke podcaster have you eventually seen a picture of after having an image in your head of how they looked and they looked the same and who has looked totally different? E.g. until I saw a pic a few years ago, I thought Sean would look like a young and paler Timothy Dalton. This is the bit where I do a little callback and say, no, I think you're describing Sam White. <laughs> I mean, young and paler, I've definitely got those two nails. You are both young and pale and Timothy Dalton, that is yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I feel like I can't have been that big a letdown. I mean, because he's asking who looked the same. Because, I mean, I thought oh, yeah. Sean McTiernan would look very different to how he actually did. I mean, for a long time, uh-huh. I didn't twig that no chorus on Twitter was Sean McTiernan on the podcast, mm-hmm. which means either you or he has done a bad job of plugging his podcast, <laughs> of, of his uh, Twitter when he was on. Yeah. Um I'm going through my um, my podcast feed here because obviously musician is so that a lot of the time the way I discover bands now is by clicking on related artists in mm-hmm. Spotify, mm-hmm. which means that the first thing I see is a great big fucking picture of the band nine times out of ten. So I already know exactly what they look like. So that kind mm-hmm. of falls down. Mm-hmm. Um, so Crate and Crowbar are all lads in their thirties with beards because it's a PC games podcast. Like because it's a games podcast. Yeah, the apple doesn't <laughs> fall far from the tree. Um Um Oh and Comedian's Comedian. Um I didn't know what Stu Goldsmith looked like before I started listening to that. And he sounds like he sounds exactly like he looks. Yes. Yes he like, does. Precisely. Like his voice is a picture perfect demonstration of what his face looks like. <laughs> I um so he's not a musician or a podcaster, but he is a radio DJ, which is sort of halfway between the two. Close enough, yeah. Um, uh, Steve Lamack uh, did a uh, thing on uh, some BBC Three or something, but uh, basically just an hour of him introducing Radiohead videos. Um, goodness me, as time has gone on, he's got a proper like Nosferatu look about him. <laughs> 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 Um, but he has, he, you know, he's got quite a sort of deep, soothing voice. So, he, yeah, that's that was a shock. Mm. Um, anyone else? No, I think that's a, that's it. I don't really do this whole thing, so I've got no answers at all here. I mean, that is the sensible approach. Uh, sort of. Um, that's because like, obviously that's, that's, that's an empty bath, is what I'm saying. It is. <laughs> it's, it's no point even. We're in a no it. bath situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, right, Adam Lewis at AdamCL95 uh, says, Sean, you wake up to find your seven-year-old kid playing GTA 6 and enjoying every moment. How do you react? Uh, I mean, if he's just found it and started playing it, it's not his fault, their fault, I should say. Um, but um, also, no, that's probably not going to be a thing if they're only seven years old. I mean, I, I guess you should be 
upset with yourself if he's found it. Well, exactly. Um, and if you, yeah, you know, if they've just started having a go, um, yeah. that that's on me. Um, but yeah, no, would not would not be thrilled about that situation. Um, I mean, I, I guess with your GTAs, that's more like the worry is more when they're sort of. 13 and some of their mates will have less responsible parents mm. i was trying to, let I was trying to make a f- funny joke about um gta games holding their value but i can't do it I'm, I've, I've had i've had a single beer i can't You've do that one entirely one beer yeah <laughs> uh yeah so i mean i've i don't know i've not thought much about how or if I'll introduce them to games because I'm thinking it will just happen naturally or not. Um, I gather when they are very, very young, it doesn't really matter what's on the TV, but it, they'll, you'll notice when they start reacting to things. And like, I remember Gary saying that uh, when his uh, Sam was really young, he used to play a lot of Dark Souls, and then he clocked that she was like freaking out a bit when there were horrible monsters on the television, mm. um, and that's suddenly like, right, okay, that's. <laughs> That's not a game to be played in front of Sam yeah. anymore. Um, this, this is this is a, 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 a weird thing I found actually. Kind of as the as the podcast runs up to uh, the inevitable, mm. um, is everyone's just like, "What's your approach going to be for educating your child about video games?" Yeah, it's like, well, it just, it just yeah. happen. Yeah, maybe they won't want to. <laughs> well, yeah, um, and you know that isn't as important as how I approach teaching my child how to not be a dick or you know like so if uh, if anything you want them to avoid video games well yeah um (laughs) like obviously it would be brilliant if i can have that you know a a shared hobby with them but then even so by the time they reach a certain age i'll be playing all the wrong games and i will hate the games that they want to play Mm -hmm. and the people that they get their games opinions from and i'll be like look Look at these magazines your old dad wrote for, and he'd be like, "What the fuck are magazines, dad? Yeah. You stupid cunt! Why can't you? Why can't you pay attention to the games critics I remember, like KSI?" <laughs> um, but KSI will have Tim a fucking Rogers says that, this. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Rogers Junior. Um, I think yeah, like the whole game sort of it throws into sharp relief the whole like it. The idea of being into the same things as my kid is probably a folly. There you go. Remember the word that time. <laughs> there you go. Um, <laughs> it's probably a mistake for me to like the same things as my kids. I'm just picturing a scene where your kid's just drinking a fizzy drink and you're sort of <laughs> just, <laughs> staring at it, furious, going like, oh, that's killed it for me. <laughs> um, but then, I mean, I, mean, I say just... that, I mean, we know plenty of dads who like play Minecraft with their kids or just Nintendo games in general. Like, there's, there is that yeah, bridge yeah. there. But then we don't know anyone who who's got like a teenage child mm. so maybe that's but, a whole other but mess. you know at the same time those those dads who play minecraft i can't imagine that was just like tonight son you become a man <laughs> we sit down we're gonna kill a pig yeah <laughs> we venture into the land of the creepers for the first time um yeah. what was i gonna say i mean i'm trying to think about things that my parents like that i'm that i've kind of taken i mean the main thing for me is music mm. um like my earliest memory is or, or two of my earliest memories is is being aware of Appetite for Destruction by Guns N' Roses. Fuck, I mean, you want to talk about things that aren't suitable for kids? My dad was all over that shit. <laughs> um, my earliest memories are uh, Appetite for Destruction by Guns N' Roses because that album came out like I think two weeks before I was born, mm-hmm. um, and um, 
the Black Album by Metallica, oh. and they're two albums that I really love. And it's not necessarily because of that, but like my dad didn't sit down and present the back history of Metallica to me. It was just on in the car and on in the house. Yeah, and like it's yeah. To me, it's more of a priority it. to make sure that the kid is just sort of generally surrounded by cool and interesting things. Yeah, like part I, I of like that will be games, show. I suppose. But yeah, I like the Goon Show because my granddad was at some point just like w- would have had it on in the car. I think like he used to have the. Do you remember? Do you remember double cassettes? Like yeah. the the, the <laughs> big boxes that you got. He yeah. he had loads of those in the car. In like the in <laughs> in his rover, he had the special like um, cassette rack thing, mm-hmm. um, and he had loads of goon stuff in that. Mm. So we'd listen to loads of that in the car. Like well, I've got family down in South Wales. We'd listen to like a a, a good way to kill a three hour journey down to Carmarthen or whatever. A four hour journey down to Carmarthen mm. is to listen to eight episodes of the goons like that's a really good way and so like and that's how i ended up kind of so obsessed with spike milligan mm. and again like i and i th- I, th- I think i asked him questions and he will definitely have told me stuff about it but mm. um certainly i don't think he'd written up a syllabus like yeah <laughs> it's like yeah like when you maybe this is really unfair to the probably high quality schooling that i had as a child but like i feel like i got as much out of watching warner brothers cartoons in the kids room at ikea as i did from things i was actually taught you know what i mean just sort of no. getting to no. see <laughs> like just getting to see stuff that just wasn't on tv or whatever and just being like fuck this is really funny and, and i really like it and i've feel like that was as exciting and got my brain going as much as here's what the Tudors were up to mm. but then the internet mean? is going to completely like yeah. this yeah. is this is a thing that baffles me right mm. and i see it happen it happens on twitter all the time and i've been mm. this is this is a massive tangent but here we go like i saw you today sean like uh also some people like fraser's on fraser's on Mm. And I'm like, Frasier's on fucking any time you like on Netflix, mate. Like, <laughs> whenever you want Frasier's on. Like, people are just like, so and such a film's on the telly. <laughs> no, the, the, so the point I was making is that it's always on the telly as I'm trying to leave for work. And I'm just like, oh, this is this is good. I like yeah. this. It's I just, it's just baffling me sometimes with people like, such and mm. such a thing, like it's an event. Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm. but I think, um, right, I, I, I do really like it when like it's christmas uh and then something comes on like a muppet's christmas carol or something yeah, like yeah. that uh or what was it? it was elf wasn't it elf like channel 4 used to show elf every year up until mm. a couple of years ago when someone else got the rights to it or something like that mm. but like uh those those bits that like it becomes really obvious on twitter because everyone suddenly starts tweeting about it but where uh People just start having this like have this weird shared collective moment where just like everyone mm. in the country is watching the same film. Yeah, imagine that. Oh, it's weird. It's like I... um, <laughs> it <laughs> is weird, but that's what's so in- like that's what yeah, I like yeah, about yeah. it. It's really yeah. sort of it's an interesting no, sure. phenomenon. Um, and I, like <laughs> with regards to yeah, like you know my kids' musical education, like for some oh, reason God, I've fucked. started thinking that I would like to get a turntable just so that at some point. A kid can be like, you can put the child on it. Yeah, <laughs> whiz it around. Um, at some point, the kid will be like, Dad, we've got Spotify, so why do you have this thing? And I'll say, because it's more difficult and worse. <laughs> 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 but that's the point. <laughs> and at that point, I imagine he will go, that's my dad. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking because I imagine that won't be the first time he's had bastard. that answer to a question. <laughs> yeah, that's Why true, can't yeah. we just buy Diet Coke? Because it's more <laughs> difficult and worse. 
Why why can't I just install an emulator on my phone? Because, because why that's can't illegal, I play Space son? Invaders? <laughs> why can't I have this bath too hot or too cold if I like? <laughs> <laughs> I, right, getting, getting back to the question, I no, often I try and play video games with my nephew. Oh, yeah. However, he is often not good at the ones he's old enough to understand. <laughs> and also, he would much rather play things that are a lot more complicated, and he's even worse at those. <laughs> So, uh, so right, the good example, um, I got my brother a copy of Captain Toad oh, yeah. uh, for Christmas like two years ago, knowing that it's something that Nephew would probably enjoy because it's quite sort of slow-paced and colourful and things mm. like this. Uh, and uh, the day my brother was babysitting a lot and things like this, and I thought it would be good because my brother can play through Captain Toad and he'd enjoy that on its own. And also, Nephew can get involved and start shouting out answers to things and have a go himself and things like that. Mm-hmm. And it kind of worked, except, like, he's just got really terrible, like, like hand-eye coordination and things like this. And mm. I'd be sitting watching it. Just bits in Captain Toad where you just have to, like, walk over a little bridge and get the star. And you just keep walking off the side of the bridge. Because <laughs> he's kind of pushing the stick in a direction. Yeah. And not really giving much thought into what direction that is. So it's just, he's just, you can see him just walking towards the edge of the bridge and then walking off. And he never sort of realizes that he just needs to like push the stick in a slightly different direction. Just sort it's... of rotate it around the pad a little so he moves in the right. <laughs> I it's mean, funny you should mention this. Um, it's funny you should mention this because I've noticed playing Splatoon 2 during the summer holidays, there's a lot of kids on there and like literal children because mm. like you know That's weird, like i've had the exact experience on grand theft auto <laughs> <laughs> um but like you know not just like ah uh, they they're not as good at the game or you can hear their shrieking voices um down your ears not that you could do that on the switch mm. haha um but like literally a match starts and they kind of look around and then take a couple of steps forward and then look to the left and shoot a bit and then look to the right and then what but- and like <laughs> That could and, be like that could be my mum or something. <laughs> that's <laughs> true, um, but it's just like it's just fascinating. Like you know, so you know, obviously the thing in Splatoon is when you're in your enemy's ink, um, you move really slowly. Mm-hmm. You're basically never supposed to actually do it. And like if you play Splatoon, you know what that looks like. You know what it looks like when a character's trying to walk through enemy ink, but you don't know what it looks like when like two people on your team are just doing it on purpose yeah. because they don't know they're not supposed to. <laughs> you're never going to get to rank. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, neither am I because always on my fucking team. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's fascinating to watch. Like they just like obviously you know you see people of varying skill levels, but then to see players who just obviously haven't even grasped the most basic things, which is not their fault, obviously. Um, it's just weird. Um, the next question is in a very similar danger from Doc at what the Doc three thousand. Uh, it says what uh, what will be the first game that you, your child will ever play? I don't know. It's up to them. Grand Theft Auto Six. Way um, uh, midnight resistance. Well, my the first it's funny. And this kind of ties back to the last question. It ties, ties back to what you were saying. First game I played, I'm pretty sure was Super Mario Brothers on the NES, okay. and I definitely wasn't capable yeah. uh, of of playing it at that age. Like I think mm. I can remember my dad getting to um, 
maybe the, the castle and like the end of it might have been the castle at the end of World One, to be honest mm-hmm. with you, because I can remember Lakitu showing up in One Four and being like, "Well, no, this is impossible." <laughs> um, I've never dealt well with that kind of constant, even low level pressure. I just yeah. don't deal well with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, I have a. I've never known if it's an actual memory of the minus world, you know, the kind of glitched out world you can get mm. into, um, or whether it was a dream. <laughs> But, like, I remember, because for years I was just like, I remember having a really weird dream where, like, you were stuck in, like, a water bit of Mario. And then found mm. out about the Minus World and was like, this is a fucking weird coincidence if it is one. Um, <laughs> but I also, like, getting to the Minus World is quite complicated. So mm-hmm. maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, like, I don't think, I mean, again, it was different because when I was, what, three or four probably playing Mario Brothers, mm. video games were for children. Yeah. They weren't, I mean, like video games. Billion dollar industries, you know that. Um, yeah, bigger than films, mate. Bigger than films. And the and average books. gamer is, is 31 years old. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we were in a position where it was just, oh, just any game, fucking, they're all for kids, aren't they? Whatever. Like, yeah. It was the McDonald's platform or whatever. So, um, it's again, it's really, really difficult to know. And, like, obviously in the position, realistically, the answer is going to be something on an iPad, like some CBBS thing on an iPad, probably, or... Mm. Um, you know, some yeah. some colour matching thing to teach them colours or whatever, because that's what speaking to a lot of people in work who have kids, um, that is how they interact with things like that. I mean, like mm-hmm. a guy was saying, a guy I work with his his kid is obsessed with trains, mm-hmm. and he can operate YouTube to the point where his dad has to type in trains for him, mm. um, and that's it. He just goes through related videos, like he knows he can't mm. read, but he knows how to skip ads. Mm-hmm. Um, he's learned like the button in the corner. If I press that, the ad fucks off. Um, and we're back to trains, all trains, all the time. That's what he's after. Um, if only so I showed it, him train adverts, <laughs> be all right. Then. He'd be all right. He'd be oh, straight like, in. Nephew is a huge fan of uh, like the. He likes trains, mm-hmm. and he's interested in the car washers. Right. Uh, and, I love the yeah, thing that kids of... get into. <laughs> And like lawnmowers and things like that, and Hoovers. I think it's like mm-hmm. I, I can, I can, I'm fine. I can kind of, I can Mechanical dig all things. of this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like it's the, like an engine going, and there's some noise, and there's stuff spinning around, and it's all really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was this long period where the most interesting stuff that we had on YouTube was uh, like promotional videos for a German manufacturer of like washing systems for trains. <laughs> So it's like, if you imagine like a giant car wash yeah, yeah, yeah. for yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like a suburban light railway system, there'll be, there's, there's videos which are like 25 minutes long, which are just these really slow infomercials of like a train going through the washer. And it's just like highlighting all of the features of like all the different brushes and stuff. Three color phones. But you see, like, could but then seriously like... just sit and watch that on an iPad for hours. But you see that, because that sounds funny, but then how many kids shows just had bits like that where it's like, here is a factory, mm-hmm. here is where yeah, the man yeah. puts this in the machine, and, it, you know, like, yeah, so I suppose it's not that weird. Just when you think about stuff like, I don't know, Pob and stuff yeah. like that, there's just loads of bits where it's just a long video. Like mm. Sesame Street used to do stuff like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. you know, and not exactly, but... <laughs> they won't have to be terrified by a bit in an episode of Sutty and Sweep where the man falls asleep and a giant bunny comes and steals all the picnic food. That sounds um, horrible. Genu- yeah. Genuinely frightened me when I was a child. Maybe, <laughs> fuck, maybe that's where the mascot thing comes from. <laughs> <laughs> I had this. I had oh this, my like, god! Sorry. Do we need to explain that to the listeners? I don't know if it's come I up had before. This, this moment, this revelation of like of self understanding once, 
when I was talking to someone about the time... There was some time when I was young when I destroyed my sister's Winnie the Pooh and the Honey Tree tape, right? <laughs> we had it on VHS, and mm. at one point, uh, which I don't really recall, but she's she was very upset about it at the time. <laughs> um, uh, I was just like, they found me just sort of sitting in the middle of the living room with the, you know how like you can kind of lift up the little, like the flat bit at yeah, the end yeah, of the yeah, VHS yeah, tape? Get the tape out, and I was yeah, just yeah. kind of like pulling the tape out of it or something <laughs> like this. Um, and she was quite distraught. And... I was telling this story to someone, and I was saying, I do remember Winnie the Pooh and the Honey Tree. That was the one, I mean, obviously he, he paints himself like a cloud and ties a balloon around himself and goes to try and steal all the honey from the bees. That's and a then good plan. It starts raining and all the stuff yeah. washes off and he gets stung and things. Uh, and the bees suspect something. <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, and then I remember, yeah, there was a second story to that, wasn't there? There was, there was the bit where he, he goes around to Rabbit's house and he's and he's in Rabbit's like little underground hole in his home, mm. and he starts eating all of Rabbit's honey, and he gets really fat. Fuck's sake! And then when he starts leaving, he's too fat he's to too get fat out to the leave. door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he gets stuck and like wedged in the door for days on end. Yeah. And then I kind of slowed down and stopped, and I was like, I am terrified of being underground. <laughs> 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 Like, is this why I get claustrophobic and stuff? Is it because I am fat and on some level I'm you terrified might not be able to of get being out. Winnie the Pooh? Uh, yeah, I, re- I remember that time. Yeah, we were on the on the tube and you you, you rejected that honey I tried to give you. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> Started screaming, and just on the escalator down. You're just like, just just so you know, just don't give me any honey while we're down mm. here. Just, just don't even open it. Can't yeah. have it round me. Just got my uh, reasons. The mascot thing, I have a genuine phobia of mascots. They fucking terrify me. Um, mm. That simple. Um, I can make it funnier, but uh, they've, they've, they frighten me. Mm. I can make it funnier. When we, <laughs> when we went to that uh, the food show, um, there was someone in a costume, and I remember just like being a bit anxious because I wasn't sure if you'd noticed them. So I didn't want to be like, Chris, look out! <laughs> <laughs> Did I try and, and I also, hold your hand? Because that's normally it, what I do to Abby. So, well, Abby was there, so I'd be a bit worried oh, if you had. Sorry, Northwich. Yeah, I, I don't remember. You always this. say not, it wasn't. It was Nantwich. Was said they're the same, difference. Sean. Um, people from Nantwich would be very upset. Both <laughs> mad <laughs> Brexit towns. Um, yeah, and I still think I don't want to like if he's not noticed, I don't want to point it out, I don't want to patronize him. Be like, do you need to? Should we go somewhere else? Absolutely, do that. Just okay. All right, calmly inform me. Yeah, Um, Twitch Food Show 2018 uh, at range. We know, Um, Um, and just and let me deal with it. Yeah. Um, back to the question. Uh, I, I wouldn't have thought that the first game they ever play would have that much of an impact on them, but you know, you're listening to the Midnight Resistance podcast, so um, <laughs> who, who knows? But yeah, yeah, the actual answer is will be some shitty app, I imagine. Yeah. Um, right, Adam Lewis returns. He says it's been nearly 20 years since the Queen killed Princess Diana, Princess sorry, Diana, Princess of Wales. Who is the video game equivalent of Diana, Princess of Wales? Sega Saturn? Ah, yeah. Candle in the Wind. Well, Dreamcast, surely. I'm just thinking timescales. Yeah, okay. I imagine the Saturn Uh, probably died about the same time. Yeah. But then I don't think that was the Queen. But then the... (laughs) uh, (laughs) Wasn't the Queen burning fucking dodgy copies of games, was it? uh... (laughs) Um, I mean, the Saturn arguably was not even that well loved at the time was it whereas the dreamcast was it's just no one was buying any fucking games for it because they're pirating I, them all I, I do remember 
a mate of mine having a Saturn. We yeah. were all PlayStation lads, and he was like, my mm. Saturn's arrived. And I can remember even then being <laughs> like, so? Mate. <laughs> yeah. What have you done? What, what, what have you got in it? Got a Sega Rally. And at the time, you're like... Pfft. I mean, admittedly, now, <laughs> fools, fools. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, that said, I can't imagine the Saturn version of Sega Rally was great. But, um, but yeah, like I remember him being like, the Saturn's here, and us being like, I couldn't give a fuck. Can play CDs and the little spaceship flies around. That is true. Treasure released some games on the Saturn, I think. Oh, yeah, they did. Do you remember when, when checking out the visualizer on your new console was a thing? Mm. Yeah. Briefly. Although on, um, on my PC, I just always had it set to the... Um, uh, oh my god, I've forgotten the word. The wibbly line. <laughs> the waveform. Wave, yeah, the waveform. <laughs> Had to be. Um, but, but Dad, what's a visualizer? Well, you see, son, that's when you put a CD in the console, then it starts playing music. Dad, what's a CD? <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> it was a rubbish halfway house between Spotify and that stupid machine in the corner. <laughs> right uh last one how long, how long have we been going this should be the last one shouldn't it god yeah it's been over two hours, hours. uh the man who can pack at no chorus friend of the show says uh can you talk about craft fizzy drinks and the quote scene i guess is it weird that some of the higher end stuff is designed to be mixers um i was actually i was thinking about this i don't know if this is what prompted it um, or prompted him to ask this. Um, but Fentermans have teamed up with someone and they've got like a new range of syrups. Um, and they're all like different fruit ones. And like every, because you know, I actually follow Fentermans on Twitter and Instagram, um, and, like every post about it has been like, look, this is great for making cocktails. Mm. And it's, and, and you know, and that's a thing with like other Fentermans drinks as well. They're like, it's brilliant with vodka or gin or whatever. Um, I, I, I don't know if they're designed to be mixers. I think that's just like the, commercial reality of it i think they think they feel that's like the only valid angle to push but obviously as someone who doesn't drink and really appreciates having other things to choose from other than pepsi and coke um it surprises me that they don't ever sort of yeah push that angle of like are you not drinking and are you bored of the same shit Yeah, but you have to you have to appreciate that you are absolutely in the minority on that. Yeah, absolutely. Like I say, yeah, that's why I say I, I get it that the whole mixer thing is is probably just like yeah. But if we actually want it to sell, um, it's like uh, no, it's not like this because this is a much more severe example. But I'm reading a thing about how a lot of products that were initially um, designed for basically with accessibility in mind are just viewed as really decadent and unnecessary by most people because they're ignorant. Like, for example, slankets, right? Everyone's like, ha, there's a blanket with sleeves in it. That's really stupid and unnecessary. Not so much if you're a wheelchair user. Really Mm. fucking useful then. Again, (laughs) yeah, having had a bit of an insight into this recently you know with mm. having somebody well obviously with course, me hurting yeah. myself and and I, I was you know in the scheme of things very very minorly kind of inconvenienced whereas mm. like the amount of things that just become a struggle when you are either the, a person with a broken leg mm. or a, you know a person who lives with somebody with a broken leg mm-hmm. The the amount of stuff where you're just like, do you know what would be really fucking useful? Like a, yeah. a thing to get stuff <laughs> off a shelf. Yeah. Um, or, yeah, a slanket or you know, things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they just think they... that you don't, wouldn't even imagine they would ever possibly be useful. Yeah, but these, you know, but these things are sort of marketed broadly 
um and not just for people with accessibility issues because again that's the sort of the reality of like yeah we actually need you know we need to turn a profit on this so we're going to tell everyone that they need a can opener that just whizzes around automatically even though people will say it's ridiculous that yeah. you know it's really it's helpful for some people, people with reduced and... motor, motor skills and no grip in their hands yeah, exactly yeah yes. whereas whereas people who buy it as a novelty are the ones that actually hmm. make, well, make that's, yeah, money. that's the thing so obviously fentimans are going to be going right here's here's a mixer it's great with vodka and you are because of your engagement with these things mm. with with this stuff you can immediately look at that and be like right okay i understand how that suits me yeah yeah exactly yeah um so yeah it it's weird and considering how much i obsess over this stuff i suppose i do um like it is odd that I never feel addressed. <laughs> so is that a weird way of putting it? Um, like for, yeah, for someone who, who obsesses over soft drinks because I've chosen to not drink, um, it's weird to never see that acknowledged in a sense, I suppose. Um, but then you know that's like worrying too much about marketing, whereas I should just enjoy mm. the thing, which is. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, you're you're further hamstrung by kind of not really being into the the. Easy mainstream stuff, and mm. also by not being into hot drinks. Yeah. Um, yes, so, so I'm well <laughs> pigeonholed. As the man who deliberately doesn't like anything, I never <laughs> feel like anyone's catering to me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I also like, don't why, like water. Why aren't the people who make the one thing that I like very, very aware of the reason that I like their one thing? Actually, <laughs> what, do, what do you drink throughout a day like on a normal day mostly water like that's the the secret shame um is i do like at work and stuff like if i'm feeling fancy i sometimes get you know the little robinson squirty cordials with the it's like the little thing that you just squirt it in some water rather than it being like normal cordial just because oh, when yeah. you when you move between offices it's just easy to keep it in your bag um sometimes <laughs> one of those <laughs> but actually yeah mostly drink water um fizzy stuff i'd try and ration it out because death is real (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i had a a bit of a bad time uh when so my local asda has started doing a posh soft soft drinks section or premium soft drinks i think they call it um and the fever tree have started doing a cola and it's fucking well good and that was on offer um so that was like a good few days in a row (laughs) (laughs) fucking hell it's not cheap um, either like (laughs) Well, I think it, it it was. I mean, to be fair, it's, it's it looks like a sizable bottle, and it was like one pound forty something. But then you look at the label, it's like, oh, that's five hundred mil. Brilliant. Yeah, um, the toll on your wallet and body untold. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I sort of thought that like making my own soft drinks would sort of you know be interesting and make it enough of a pain in the ass that I wouldn't be drinking them all the time. Although as it happens, you know, you make a batch of syrup and it's like, right, well that's enough for every night for a week. Um so that doesn't really work. Mm. But um yeah, uh yeah, Fisher an answer out of that. I know fuck all about it. I like Pepsi Max with ginger. It's nice. I wish I did. Um I, I really See, wish I can't drink that. That's awful. Yeah. It doesn't doesn't go down well with me fucking Greg sausage roll <laughs> and the other See, shit. I can I've appreciate that as, as filth, whereas to me, like a, a sugar free soft drink is just like it's like a watered down version. Okay, but, not, but forgetting like, forgetting forgetting that, like mm. I know you're not big on anything that doesn't cost two pound fifty. You know what I mean? You would never just pick up a you know like you you never seem happy when we go somewhere. It's just like it's just coke. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, again, that maybe that comes down to a sort of 
I don't know. Like, yeah, like if I go to a restaurant and it's like, okay, what are the soft drink options? And it's like Coke, lemonade, orange juice, water. Um, I mean, for one thing, it's just boring. Um, yeah, that's. You, you, I'm not going to deny that. There is yeah. absolutely that. Um, and it just, yeah, it just speaks to a, a lack of effort with whoever was doing the menu. I think. I don't. To um, be honest, um, is it that, or is it just the British culture? Maybe, yeah, just... Because, uh, yeah, yeah. again, oh, we'll put on loads of fancy soft drinks. Are anyone going to buy them? No! <laughs> nope. <laughs> well, there, there's, there seems to be an increase of places actually doing their own. Um, and that, I think that, because that makes sense, um, because, again, you can just make a batch of syrup and that'll just keep... Um, it's, you know, yeah. it's not like you've bought shitloads of bottles in. Um, Sugar's just, yeah, basically it's, infinite, isn't it? So. Exactly. Um, so I think, yeah, you know, they'll do like a batch for the month. And then just chip away it as and when, and that's fine. Mm. Um, so yeah, so I guess that's actually easier for some. Is everyone enjoying the video games podcast? Yeah, it's good. This. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The what now? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was actually the last question we we're going to do. So that's it. Um, thanks for listening, and we'll see you in two weeks. Oh, I think probably between this episode going up and the next one, you may be able to get t-shirts off us. <laughs> Um, that's looking likely to be a thing, but they'll, they'll obviously will be screaming about it on Twitter. So look forward yeah. to that. Well, when you say get t-shirts, don't be expecting mm. them between in the next two weeks. You'll, you'll be able to begin no. the t-shirt prospecting <laughs> yeah, process. <laughs> begin to, yeah, begin the process of us getting them made in another yeah. month. You, you, you <laughs> have to start considering a t-shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right, cool. Cheers, everyone. Love you. Good night. Kiss, Bye. kiss. Are there any other ways of saying goodbye? Ciao. Ciao. Alvida saying, Go away. Go away.